I don't care if you've been buying gaming studios all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Punisher, coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, with that dang shit on my left. Blue. I got nothing. God damn. On my far right, engineering on the ones and twos, jumping people out on three sports chronos. This world can be toxic, especially when your skin looks like chocolate. Mmm. Last but not least, we got uh, your boy Stitch. V-O-T-E, vote. Mm-mm-mm. All right, we back up in here. One more again. Kronos, you usually got some statistics for us. That I do. Um, the listener of the week would be Sarah. Thank you very much for listening. And first in the chat is Malhai Blurred. What's going on? Ooh. Good to, uh, what up, what up? Again, fam. Congrats to his nuggets. Um... Old Ninja, oh, we didn't even mention him. Old Ninja is uh, taking care of uh, meeting with his uh, parole officer mm. and, uh, you know, no, getting some menthol cigarettes. Don't drop him soap. <laughs> God damn. Um, all right. Usually he pours out some type of malt beverage. And we got some, some big ones to, uh, this week. Um, I'm going to start with the one in the middle. Uh, I think this was literally from today. Gail Sayers, uh, Hall of Famer, Chicago Bear, uh, running back, dies at 77. Uh, he was in that film in 1971. This is before everybody was born except for old ninja Brian Song. Um, yeah. And he played uh, seven seasons in the NFL. Just one of the greatest running backs of all time uh, just passed away. So RIP to him. Yeah, he also is the youngest person to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. He got in at 34 years old, which is absolutely amazing if you think about it. Uh, I believe Tom Brady's like 41 right now. So you got somebody who's uh, 34 that uh, I don't know when they had to wait after their career was done. But um, especially if you talk to anybody from like Chicago, he was one of the – he was pretty much their, their, uh, their star athlete. It's sort of like their, their Joe Montana and everything, yeah. how – in the Bay Area, we love Joe Montana, Steve Young. Uh, in Chicago, it's like Walter Payton, Gail Sayers. I, I saw something that was funny, and you, it can't be proven, but uh, someone on Twitter was saying he's the whole reason why uh, in Madden they have the juke moves for the running backs. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. All right. Do you, you want to do the next one, Kronos? Oh, um, give me one second. Yes, you want me to do uh, Joseph? I can't even say his last name. Attorney. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I'm pulling a, a blue here. Joseph Laternius, also known as the WWE wrestler, or the WWF wrestler. But if you were back in my my day watching this as the Road Warrior Animal, he passed away. And he. Oh. You're right. Laurinaitis. Lor, 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 there we go. That now it sounds familiar. Oh, I don't yeah. remember his last name. <laughs> I looked at it, I was like, man, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of vowels in there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, he passed away. And, uh, yeah, he's part of the the Road Warriors, which is an awesome uh, tag team duo uh, back in the day when I was watching wrestling back in the 90s. They were awesome. They just came, ran through Rec Shop and just left. It was dope. Um he his partner was Road Warrior Hawk. Um, in the nineties, they won multiple. Or sorry, in the eighties, they won multiple tag team championships as a Legion of Doom, um, and they were inducted into the Hall of Fame in twenty eleven. Laurenitis had a son, James, who was a linebacker 
for Ohio State and later was a second round draft pick for the Rams in 2009. He passed away on September 22nd at the age of 60 due to natural causes. Um, yes, oh. RIP. That, that is super young for natural causes. Well, Goddamn. Yeah, but he was a wrestler and he did a lot of roids. He was notorious yeah, for the road rages behind the scenes. So. To, to, to me, that sounds like the opposite of natural causes, but I'm, I'm going to leave it be. <laughs> if you take, you know, 35 pounds of steroids every day, then it's natural yeah. that you're going to die young. So, yep. yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking at our topic list, and it looks like a goddamn, um, <laughs> like a goddamn essay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, fuck, am I on the wrong right page? Well, the next yeah, one this... is, like, super important, so. Yeah, I think this is, that, that's the format that old Ninja goes through. Uh, uh, who, want, who wants to do this one? Stitch, you want to do it? Uh, I can't see the list, but are, are we talking about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, she... Well, actually, somebody else did. My kid is screaming in the background. Oh, that's all good. Go, go ahead, Cross. Okay. So, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was born Joan Bader... Joan Ruth Bader, Chief Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't know. He put that really weird. Has passed away. She was the second woman to serve on the Supreme Court. Um, she has many accolades throughout her career. Um... I actually went through, um, there's a really good Radio Lab podcast that they actually re-released. I think it's something about sex, but it's like the latest one that came out. And it's about um, how Ruth Bader Ginsburg kind of rose to power using these really strange, subversive um, methods to, to um, win over the Supreme Court back when she was working for the ACLU. Um, cool. So it's like, it's basically one of her landmark cases about how she got... Um, equal rights for women through uh, some weird obscure law. I think it was Kentucky where women were at the age of 18 were allowed to buy uh, beer that was 3.2% alcohol, but men had to wait until they were uh, 21 because the reasoning was is that women were less rambunctious than, than boys. Well, the girls were <laughs> the boys. So yeah, she used that and she like, it was like this really crazy, like drawn out method of showing how it's, even though something appears to be sexist against men, it's also sexist against women that you would assume that they're like a certain way. So it's a really interesting thing. So definitely check out that podcast. Anyway, um, she was a professor of law um, at Rutgers uh, University from 63 to 72. She's one of the few women that attended Harvard Law. Um, the first woman to be hired with tenure at Columbia University School of Law from 1972 to 1980. She was a leader of the LCL ACLU Women's rights project and took on gender discrimination cases throughout um though most of her clients were men she took on a case in, uh of virginia military institute to let women enter into an all-male academy she was appointed as a supreme court justice in 1993 by bill clinton she is the first supreme court justice to officiate same-sex ceremony hold on somebody's calling me yeah it's gonna keep buzzing all right anyway um, she was credited with inspiring Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, which was signed into law in 2009, making it, making it easier for employees to win uh, and pay on discrimination claims. Um, she is most famous for the 2013 Voting Rights Act, where she had a fiery dissent, which got her notoriety. She has been given the nickname Notorious RBG. She has, I'm going to go off the script here because it gets kind of long um but basically she was a tiny woman that had a, a tremendous presence um in any room much less the courtroom 
And when she was in the courtroom, like the, the arguments that she made and the things that she said were incredibly impactful from somebody that was just like this tiny person. She was in fastidious shape throughout most of her life, or pretty much all of her life. At somebody her age, she was working out every single day. And I, I feel bad that we had to rely so much on this woman to keep a balanced court system um, at the later part of her life. Like she literally had to stay, uh, she felt the obligation to stay on as a, as a justice because of a current president. And that's saying something. And on her deathbed, she made comments on that, um, which we'll get into later. Um, but yeah, she was incredibly, you know, well-respected person and RIP to her and um, condolences to like all of her fans that are out there, which are many. So. One of the cool cases I came across with hers was um, there was a father who wife passed away and like he wanted to have more time off from his job so he can spend more time with his kids. And his work was like, no, you're you're the man. You need to work like crazy hours and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she helped like overturn that. And so this guy was able to spend more time with his family because that's technically a, a stereotype for men that, you know, we, we're meant to work all these hours and like somebody else is supposed to take the care of the kids and like this guy just felt like that wasn't the case well, which i thought was great yeah that's also awesome. good oh sorry i was gonna also say uh one of the uh sort of well-reported things is that when she did attend the harvard law school she was one of only nine women in a class of about 500 men in uh, 1956 and the dean of uh the harvard law schools uh said, why are you at Harvard Law School taking the place of a man and everything? So she was, her and the rest of the classmates were chastised for, for actually being there and taking a place, the spot of what was believed to be a, a better deserving male uh, student and everything. She uh, ended up uh, becoming the first in her, uh, finishing first in her in her law class there. Um, but yeah, she was a, a champ, uh, champion for, for equal rights uh, against gender di discrimination, um, also for uh, women abortion rights, in terms of like not uh, making sure that the government didn't uh, do anything or get in the way of having a woman's right to choose or uh, or pass laws uh, on what a woman wants to do with her body. Um, and it is just a, a a long, long list. We probably spent half the, the podcast going over her accomplishments and some of the things she stood for. And, and was very hands-on in, uh, in, in uh, battling for in the Supreme Court. What, one of the, real quickly, one of the things that I uh, respected from her quite a bit was just she handled fame really well because, you know, there's not a whole lot of Supreme Court justices that the average citizen uh, can name off the top of their head, you know, um, and, and she certainly got a lot of notoriety and a lot of fame. Uh, Kronos alluded to it with the whole notorious RBG, uh, RBG stuff, but um, she seemed to have uh, a sense of her own uh, celebrity, but also took, uh, obviously, her, uh, her legal career as, a, as a, uh, a Supreme Court justice very seriously, too. So being able to balance that um, was something that I respected quite a bit about her. Um, and then, obviously, you know, <laughs> being up there and battling cancer like a fucking trooper for years and years and years is just got to be something that you have to respect from just a physical and mental standpoint. Uh, she put up a fight like nobody's business uh, well into her, you know, late 70s and, and, and 80s. I think she battled uh, cancer four or five times. I, I lost track of the number, but it was a yeah. lot. 
Yeah, and she was only five one, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she she passed away on September eighteenth, uh, twenty twenty, and at the age of eighty seven. So yeah, one of the things that just real quick that I thought was really cool about her is that you know she was she called herself a feminist, um, but it was in like the old traditional sense where she fought for equal rights for both sides. And I think that's what a lot of what are called third wave feminists don't really seem to understand is that you might fight for equal rights, but they're you know it's it's unequal on both sides. So I think. When you want to talk about you know fighting for rights, it comes up, it comes from both sides because there's a lot of stuff that happened to men that are unequal that don't happen to women and vice versa. And she recognized that and was really a champion for the, for those rights. And I think hopefully there'll be more people like her. She's definitely inspired a generation, multiple generations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Holy shit, man! What a fucking week. I think that was the last one, right? There's no more. Yeah. Yeah. The last one, as far as I, I know. Boy. Yep, so I guess we're just getting right into the shit, or... or yeah, what? I mean, we, there's lots of things, uh, shits that we can get into. <laughs> Which one do you want to start with? Well, the most pressed, the one that thing that happened today. You know? Okay. Set it up. Steph, you go inside that, man. All right, well, um... If the kid's okay. Earlier this week... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Earlier the week, in this week, um, you sort of saw, uh, I, I don't know, it wasn't really all that widely reported, maybe as it should have been, but you could start sort of reading the tea leaves. Um, it was reported that there was like an internal memo with like the Louisville Metro Police Department that like all vacation was, was going to be canceled, uh, no time off was going to be approved uh, for this upcoming week. Um, normally that's done when it, it's, when you need something for all hands on deck, and uh it was sort of implied that uh, they were going to be coming out with a decision on what was going to proceed with the uh, Breonna Taylor um, grand jury and if they were going to uh, charge the officers and et cetera. So immediately doesn't really look like, like good news was, was coming down the, uh, coming down the pipe. Um, and today they announced that uh, one of the officers, I believe three officers really directly involved in it, was actually going to be charged with a uh, crime. They got, uh, I don't have his name in front of me, but uh, they charged him with first degree wanton endangering, wanton endangering. Um, and pretty much it's like doing something with extreme disregard or recklessness, uh, according to the Kentucky, I guess, penal code and everything um, for the incident that happened uh, with Breonna Taylor losing her life. Um, where it gets really disgusting and messy is that when you hear what the attorney general kind of played is that essentially he's being charged for firing his firearm and in a reckless manner and it entered into a neighbor's home yeah. um from what i'm I, it was worded which is really odd and strange um so the charge faces uh, a maximum of five years per count, according to Kentucky law. So uh, the very, very max it would be would be 15 years, uh, potentially, if this did go to trial. Well, I guess if, if the trial did play out and a guilty verdict was found. And um, obviously people are upset, rightfully so. And uh, before, even before the, it got announced, um, President Trump... Uh, on the not sorry on the Kentucky governor's order uh, declared a state of emergency 
say we need federal help to come into our state and, and assist with a problem that we have before the the verdict was re was or the decision was made on what was going to happen with it. And so the National Guard was sent there prior to the uh, public reading of the of the verdict. Uh, and so right now we have a curfew that's going on in Louisville, Kentucky. And last I checked before I took my before podcast nap, um, there's a lot of shit going on in the streets. Uh, you see that yeah, I saw pepper gas being deployed on, on protesters and, and everything. It looks like another Seattle, Portland, Minnesota incident. Well, Kenosha incident also in terms of just craziness going on with with national guards in the street battling protesters and we're, we're back at it again yeah two people have been shot two police officers have been shot already in, in louisville so that's something else to, to mention it's it's going to be bad I yeah mean, I, I said it earlier you know once they said that they were going to do the uh you know state of emergency and the officers canceling their vacations i was like the city's gonna burn it's gonna burn and the, the messed up part is, is that there's so many messed up parts about this story that just don't, it could have been handled better, but the whole thing was just fucked up. All right. So there's a, there's a couple of things here that I don't think most people are aware of, but, um, there's been some contention on, you know, whether the police officers either knocked, didn't knock or waited long enough for the people to get to the door. A lot of contention there because like one neighbor said that they they did hear him but multiple other neighbors said they didn't the problem that i have there's a couple problems with this that i have because they enter the person's home and immediately a police officer gets shot in the leg so it, they're presenting that as fact because they enter the home shot shot police officer in the leg he didn't know it was the cops that guy hasn't been charged with shit because it's staying your, if somebody enters your home and you don't know who the fuck it is you can use force against them. So that's showing me, at least on some level, that the police officers at least are on some level know, know that they're entering the home was wrong and that them getting shot was justified on some level. So mm -hmm. this is where things get like really fucking murky with me. I'm just like, okay, so why isn't there any charges against this guy? Because they return fire, right? So, and then when they return fire, the whole thing that we just went through about how he's getting charged for shooting rounds that went into a different apartment, but not the fucking bullets that went into somebody's body is a problem for me. Like, what the fuck? How, how was that even... I don't understand the logical process in that when you can say that I can charge you for, you know, missing your target and going into other, you know, buildings, other rooms, other, you know, apartments... But they missed the target of the person that was shooting at them, and they killed somebody that was shot multiple times. And there's no charge whatsoever for that, for that, for that death. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And from what I've seen from multiple reports, Breonna Taylor took 20 minutes to die, and nobody administered aid to her while she was dying. Yep. What the fuck is up with that shit? Why isn't there a charge about that? It is an officer's duty, am I right, Stitch? If you mortally harm somebody and they're disarmed, you're supposed to administer aid, correct? Yeah, that's, that's once you, you're supposed to transition from whatever is going on to administering aid once the uh, scene is safe. So once everything, I guess, calmed down or whatever, and like, I, I don't know 
Where are the body camera footage? Is there body camera footage? So I, there's not. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is this is this is a major city. I mean, Louisville is a actual city. We know it. It's a it's a huge fucking city, as far as I know. I don't know if it's the, the most populated one in Kentucky, but it's it's got Metro in its police department name, so I assume they have lots of resources and funds. I don't know where the body camera footage is on this incident. Um, Was I there don't body camera know. I, I haven't know. seen any. I yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't know why there isn't, if there isn't, or, or why it hasn't been released or, or anything. Um, I don't know because the way grand juries work is that it's all supposed to technically be sealed and, and silent. So I don't know for sure if the one that was charged, if his bullet is the one that killed Taylor. So okay. Um, yeah, this is the other part. I don't. I yeah. I don't really know if that's. If they if they know that, I'm sure they know that because with, that's just simple bullet forensic. So you get all the guns involved or whatever, you, you can see what bullet it is that killed the person or whatever. Um, regardless, I mean that makes it a little bit murky. It's, I'll let you go and talk about that because it, it gets into this weird sort of situation on on how you want to charge this and if the goal is getting a conviction. Every I mean. I was talking with Lilo about it, um, and she was asking my thoughts, and I said, the goal is not to arrest the cops that kill, killed Breonna Taylor. It's to convict the person that killed Breonna Taylor. That's the ultimate goal or whatever. Arresting someone means you just bring them down to the station, put them in cuffs, book them, and then they go on bail, and they face a trial. That's, that's not justice. You want people to be held responsible for their actions, and in that case, if you want that person to be responsible, that means going to jail and serving jail time, significant amount of jail time appropriate for the crime that that person committed. Um, it gets crazy murky because we've talked about it before, and I feel that this was just a shit show from the beginning of the plan to even go serve this warrant, and it just snowballed into a out-of-control, fucked-up situation where you ended up with an innocent person who was sleeping, getting killed. Uh, the, the boyfriend got shot. I didn't see him being charged with actually anything that was so-called being claimed in this so-called warrant. So the warrant ended up just being just shit in the end. Is that is that what happened? And it just becomes a big shit show. Now you're $12 million poor on this horrible planned out warrant service that shouldn't have happened to begin with. Well, that's, hold on. So real, real quick. Okay, so this is the weird part I was saying about like the, you know, the bullets is that they're saying that they cannot... They cannot accurately find out from through ballistics who exactly shot Breonna Taylor, and I'm calling fucking bullshit. Because I don't buy that. Yeah, because most PDs they they have ballistics on the fucking firearms that they issue to the police officers. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. I thought I mean, that. I mean, if, if if you're involved in, a, in an officer involved shooting, everybody, it doesn't matter if you aimed at the target or not. Everybody's guns gets confiscated because that's evidence. So. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if they if they actually know that or if that was just falsely reported, but there is no way in 2020 are we saying that we have a, a we have four guns involved in an incident. We don't know what bullet unless the bullet is missing, which I doubt. Uh, you know where that bullet, what bullet it was that, that ended up hitting her, and I don't know if it just wasn't released because we haven't seen official documents. Because like I said, grand jury testimonies are supposed to be sealed, and it's it's major major um, bad if. If uh, grand jury stuff gets gets officially leaked and we see documents, and that's something we'll see in trial, but I don't buy, and I don't know who put it out that they don't know. 
I, I think they definitely know. Well, the, the prosecutor, they know. yeah, the prosecutor said that they don't. They said it was the it was inconclusive, and I was like, fucking, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, you know, it, it's all bullshit. Um, One interesting thing I learned today was that, like, so the the boyfriend who who shot the whole reason. The whole reason why they were there was because of Brianna Taylor's ex-boyfriend, who was already in prison, that they were doing a warrant search looking for drugs that he might have been associated with, or that he had stashed at all these different locations. And that's the whole reason why they were they did the whole, I guess, no-knock fucking warrant search or whatever. But it's her. It was her current boyfriend that was living with her that. That shot because he thought they somebody was breaking into the house. Am I right with that? Because that's what I that's what I read today. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. So it was just that, that's what I read today and multiple other days. So yeah, people are trying Ooh. to like smear her as a person. I'm just like somebody's ex that's not even with her anymore. Like all of a sudden she's still yeah. on the bat, on the hook for him. It's like no, that's not how it works. And it's definitely not something that is worth losing your life over from an accident. So yeah, let's, let's, let's just to be really. Just to, I'm going to jump in just to be really crystal clear. She, Brianna's innocent. Like there, there's she's no there's no conviction. There's no crime stuff. There's no none of that bullshit with her. Um, but I, I want to be clear on something. Just my own personal stance. Y'all may disagree. We can talk about it. But I think you got to have a much larger discussion than just this one individual case about our country's stance on drugs period yep. and it, you know i don't give a single solitary fuck if someone's in their home doing drugs uh and 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 when you talk about even the selling of narcotics you know that's something it's that i yeah I, I don't i don't really care about and i think we as a country need to really examine that uh much closer but more importantly this is where get, you, the whole system has me fucked up. You're, you treat, you're treating weed sometimes, sometimes, you know, coke or harder drugs, but most of the time weed as this hostage situation. You know, like literally where, you, where there's, uh, you know, the need to urgently uh, bum rush the door and, you know, everybody get down I'm, I'm, or start spraying or whatever. It's not anything close to that level of force that's that's necessary when you're talking about a normal house or apartment and nobody in physical danger and you have a suspicion of drugs and 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 that's where you get this basically the the law seems like they're viewing uh, brianna taylor as collateral damage for lack of a better phrase now y'all tell me if if I'm way off on that, but it, it sure sounds like it no, to me, actually, and I'm no lawyer. It's something that you know, Stitch said, you know, that they they lost twelve million dollars. Um, the PD didn't lose shit. They they didn't lose shit. They're not held accountable at all. The, that twelve million dollars is going to come out of taxpayer money. It's it's going to come out of some other general fund, not not the PD's general fund. This Correct. is the problem that I yeah, have. yeah. I was just saying it costs the the decision that this this path led down with just poor decision ended up costing. Twelve million dollars, not out of the police departments, but just in general. Yeah. Twelve million, just just out of, yeah, we fucked up. Yeah, and that's and that's like a huge problem. It's like you you admit that you fucked up, but you're not going to convict the person, the people that fucked up. Like what the fuck? So you're gonna make the, the you're gonna make your local government and state government through tax dollars 
pay this family for their loss, admitting that you're guilty of wrongdoing, but you will not hold the people accountable. That is a fucking serious problem. These are problems that I've been thinking about it lately because people talk about patriot shit and like all this other fucking nonsense. They don't seem to understand the reason why we actually became the United States of America. It's because of shit like this that the fucking British government did to us by having a fucking basically a standing army, which is what most PDs are nowadays. They're fucking standing armies. You can't tell me if you showed somebody uh, 15 years ago what the police officers are wearing today. Not even 15, we'll say 20 years ago. If you saw police officers lined up on the streets today with the gear that they're wearing, and you just remove the wards police off of their fucking gear, they, they couldn't tell that. They would just say it's an army wearing black. Yep. That's what they're doing. This, let me just read to you a, a fucking... This is directly from the direct Declaration of Independence. This is basically the fuck you letter to the UK, <laughs> to the rest of the world, letting them know, basically airing our grievances on why the UK fucked up and why we are going to fight them for our freedom. And I'm quoting, when I say he, it means the UK. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. That's happening now. It fuck. It just happened in fucking Portland when they sent covert agents to go snatch people off the fucking streets. It's exactly what the fuck they're talking about in the Declaration of Independence. So all these stupid-ass fake fucking patriots that want to talk about you know, oh, they're criminals, oh, the blue, blue. No, like you're missing the whole fucking picture here. We have let these police departments militarize way too much and hold way too much power through qualified immunity. It needs to fucking stop or people are going to fucking continue to die. And it's going to happen on the police sides more and more. And I, I don't want to fucking see it happen. But it's going to, it's already fucking happening now. Police officers are getting shot because people are fucking tired of this shit. And we need to come together as a country and just reform the criminal justice system so we can have a better system that is fair for fucking everybody and it starts with ending the stupid ass drug war that's the first fucking step yeah there's, there's no reason for them to go in and kick that door like in the worst case scenario like uh, what, what do you think's going on inside this apartment like even if it is you know that it's it's weed there. Okay, then then what what are you expecting to be on the other side of that door? A grow house or whatever? And if that's the case, then then what? What is the pertinent emergency that you need to bum rush that door and kick it? Because people sort of have this Hollywood mindset of like, oh shit, when the police knock on the door, that means they're gonna destroy the evidence. How are you gonna destroy a grow house or whatever if you think that that's what's on the other side of the door? How are you gonna flush all this, this weed and all this stuff, that if you think that there's some sort of risk of evidence being destroyed, because that's that's one of the things where you're allowed to sort of like jump the the yep. progressive like uh, steps. If you think that evidence is currently and actively being destroyed, then yeah, you sometimes in certain circumstances, you don't have to get a warrant or if there's some sort of dire emergency going on that you can see and articulate, then sometimes, yeah, you don't have to uh, get a warrant to enter in a, a, a residence. Yeah, but this is this is he's getting weed packages, maybe. Like what? The, what are, are are they like pallets of weed or whatever? No. Like so, why are you stacking up at this door, kicking it in at whatever time it is in the morning to go get a, a brick of weed to put out on a table to put on your Facebook account or whatever, and be like, Yo, we doing shit out here in, in Louisville. Can I just? I'm sorry, you're, you're on a roll, but I just got to say something. I've, I've said it time and time again on here. 
I want to put this in the context. The University of Kentucky, like any major school, and I'm not picking on them per se, you can go into any dorm room, sorority house, uh, fraternity, whatever. You can find drugs and underage drinking, alcohol, needles. You can find all of that stuff on campus. I guarantee you if you look, if you look, you don't even have to look hard. It's very fucking selective who and what neighborhoods they, they do this in and what neighborhoods they don't. I guarantee you Mitch McConnell's neighborhood, you know, uh, uh, the, the Senator Paul, they're not doing this in those neighborhoods. They, they, they would never. And you can absolutely find drugs in wealthy neighborhoods. This is something that in general happens all too often in poor black and brown communities. Yeah, it's the, way, the, way the main reason why they do it is because they can get away with it because in a poor brown community or any poor community, but it's mo it's mainly you know black and brown communities, you can get away with it because there's literally zero recourse for blowback because they know if you go to these poor communities, there's no way that you can, first of all, afford a fucking lawyer. Second of all, you're not going to arrest somebody that their son or daughter, I'm sorry, that their father or mother is a person of prominence in the community. So you have to, you don't have to worry about any fucking blowback. So just kicking down doors with fucking poor people and shit like that, and there's there's literally no accountability. There's twenty thousand no knock raids every single year in America, every single year. And most of them, the vast majority of those no knock raids, are for low level drug offenses. They very rarely find weapons in the in the vicinity at all. And they and they roll up in these places with fucking amraps. An amrap for all my civilian friends. It's a it's a fucking mind proof, um, it's not a tank, but it's it's a mind proof personnel carrier, right? When have you ever seen a fucking mine go off in America? <laughs> when? Like seriously, never. never. No, no, it's never happened in the fucking ever. And they have these things yeah. from the military, and these things cost fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Meanwhile, you're you're kicking down doors in neighborhoods that have no fucking grocery stores. They have little fucking um, no community centers. They have uh, uh, schools that are underfunded. So, like, you're just you're terrorizing a community using their own fucking tax dollars for a dime bag. Yeah, for fucking nothing because they're getting money. And and, and plus, the the fucking icing on the cake is that if they happen to do all this shit, they can do civil forfeiture. They can just take all yeah. your shit if they happen to think that it was used for drugs. Like, if you have like an ounce of fucking drug or of coke or whatever, they can just start stealing all your shit. And sell it. And it's just no, and they use it for themselves, or they sell it to make more money for their own PD department. And it's it's fucking bullshit. Plus, they get fucking federal funding for it. And if they do more and more <laughs> drug raids, they get more and more funding. Oh God. <sighs> yeah, I I, 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 I I hate to lose sight. Of, you know, obviously we're all this is an emotional time, and and obviously everybody, my heart goes out to Brianna Taylor's family, and. I don't want to lose sight in that uh, sight of that, but we have to talk about bigger things because it's it's so much bigger than just her. There's a lot of very similar Brianna Taylor like stories that happen every single year, and it's been happening for all of our lifetime. Yeah. And there's never this discussion. There's never a good time to have these kind of robust uh, back and forths about reform about national change and 
I, I feel like it's way past due for that. And you, you have to put, someone has to put the political will and muscle behind it. I know it's not going to be, you know, current administration or whatever, but holy fuck, man. And, it, and, it's, and it's not even just me saying, oh, this started with Trump. Of course it didn't. But oh, no. this has to be something that gets on, like, the national level of, hey, legislature is going to do something to reform it. Or, or we're going to do some votes on it. We're, we, we need to try some things to change this at a big level. And I will say this, California uh, deciding to semi-decriminalize weed, that ain't cutting, or Colorado or Seattle, but Hawaii or whatever, that ain't cutting it either. It's actually, that uh, you need like federal stuff yeah, and, and for, the, for decriminalization. Well, the decriminalization in, in the states, um, their people are still in jail for fucking weed. To yep. this day. And it's legalized now. And so, yeah, yeah, obviously we need it federally. It needs to be federally legal. But we have people that are in state prisons that are in jail for a drug that is currently legal. What the like, fuck? Didn't they, didn't they talk about slowly, like, releasing some of the people who are in there for, for petty weed crimes? Or did that ever even happen or go to fruition? Sorry, sorry. Some states have heard a little bit. Some. Yeah. But I, I think it's a trickle. Not an opening of the floodgates. So that, that prison system is a money maker on, on its own. More people sure they have the in there, more is. money they fucking get. Sure, the fuck is. Um, so, so that's one of the big things that's yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, I I will say that uh, I'll, I'll make a prediction that um, that um, they'll they'll get a I think they'll get a guilty verdict on this uh, on this officer that they charged. Um, it faces a max of fifteen years. I think he'll get maybe three, or whatever. That's I. That's kind of like what I I think's gonna happen because I, I mean the, yeah, the, the 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 attorney the attorney is not going to try a case he doesn't think he's going to win. The attorney looks at it and says, "All right, can I can I win with this?" Because the attorneys want a high conviction rate on their record. They don't. They don't want to go to trial and, and have this whole thing just so they can catch L's uh, over and over again and look foolish. And I think that's a big reason why he went for this whole. Well, I'll just hit him with he used gun irresponsibly or whatever, which is just some whack kind of shit. But it's almost like in real realistically, that's probably the only thing you could probably get a jury. Twelve people to convict on, and it's kind of sad, but I think that's that's your best chance of getting him, this person, this officer behind bars and everything. If that's, I mean, that's the goal is to get him behind bars and have him pay for what he did. Unfortunately, you have to do a backdoor way of, of getting him behind board bars. It's almost it almost reminds me. I think it's like John. Maybe it was Gotti. I think it was Gotti who, for all his mob shit that he did. And all the killing and stuff like that, what got him or got him fucked was tax bullshit, and that's what got him pretty much behind bars and uh, stopped his whole little mob enterprise. Is just people were able to get receipts on his money, not not the bodies and shit that he had littered all over New York, New Jersey and shit. It was the money. So I guess he's just taking his 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 his, his taking a field goal, I guess, where he can. It's like that scene yeah. from uh, American Gangster. When he started to get all flashy, that's when the cops noticed him. <laughs> he did have a mink coat. And all, that, yeah. that was a bit much. And then, and then for the legislative stuff, um, 
I I think a big huge thing is the whole private privatization of of prisons. I mean, you have people like the Dubois family. They are connected with I can't think of the actual name of it, but in terms of like building prisons and shit like that, you have someone in there who is financially tied to incriminating and in, 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 uh, throwing people behind bars. That's how they get rich. That's how they made their money. You have somebody in the not directly connected with that aspect of the government, but you have somebody in there who their family name and their family generational wealth is on building prisons and, and throwing people behind bars and stuff. And that's, that's a problem when you have a conflict of interest in terms of like, I make more money in, in my bank account and for my family when we just pass law, do shit just to throw people in jail just for, for whatever. And yeah, maybe a federal like decriminalization of weed would help, but I mean, different. There's there, we're all over the map. We live in California, that's very liberal and, and lax on a lot of stuff. But you, you go to I I went to college in Louisiana, and that whole like jails are a business there. That's that's how yeah. they make their money. It's it's they, it's slavery practically. You go to Angola, it is a it's a plantation that nobody cares about because they're they're criminals. So I don't care if. They're, they're cropping food and, and stamping license plates and making big rocks into smaller rocks. They don't have any rights because they're prisoners. And yeah, it's free labor. That's okay. that's the way they think of it. They think of them as just sort of like less My than slave. human people. Yeah, as a, as a workforce. And it, it's, literally it's just slavery. fucked up mindset. No, it, it literally is. Yeah. The 14th Amendment actually lays the groundwork to where if you're incarcerated, you're a slave. So we, you, don't have to, you don't have to like yeah. have an answer on it. You're a slave if you're in, incarcerated. There it is. Holy fuck, y'all. Um, I, I hate to switch it up just a little bit, but I, and I know we haven't brought this up in a while. I just got to note it. We did pass another fucking sobering-ass goddamn milestone that just, it, it, it's driving me nuts whenever I think about it. We're over, we're in the 200,000-plus mark for Rona. Um, I, I, I never thought in... Like in the the worst case nightmare scenario, uh, the United States of America would be doing uh, this terribly, just flat out terribly when it comes to uh, a matter of uh, public health uh, compared to really in a lot of ways the rest of the rest of the fucking world. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, there's two hundred fucking thousand people. I I can't. I've been to like football games like down in like LSU where I've seen like ninety five thousand people in a in a general area, and you're telling me like if all those people were just dead bodies, that's that that isn't even half of it. That's just stunning to me. Like the only I I've passed by like the Daytona racetrack, and that venue is fucking huge. I don't know how many people that holds, but it, just to think of that each seat in a in a massive building like that, just full of dead bodies. Like you go to like. Oracle. Oracle holds like 40,000 people, or actually old Oracle or whatever, holds approximately 40,000, 50,000 people in the stands. Or you go to AT&T Park or Oakland Coliseum, you got 40,000, 50,000 people. And that's 25% of the death toll or whatever, if that thing was jammed to full capacity, just full of dead shit, because this was only supposed to be a, one person from China coming over. It was a democratic hoax. It was not a big deal. It'll go away in a couple months. When the when the weather heats up or whatever, it'll go away and it'll just vanish. 
I can go on and on and on about yeah, things that were called that panic. fucking yeah, things that were fucking said that, that that just completely downplayed it, including the person saying he was downplaying it because he didn't want to panic it and blah 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 blah. blah. But no, people are just they're just ignorant. It's not even there's no excuse for it. They're willfully ignorant. Just fun fact: uh, the podcast is is, is uh, recorded in Hayward. Hayward's population, and when it was recorded back in 2018, was 159,000 people. So, imagine a whole fucking city of people just fucking dead. Plus, plus Newark. It's the whole city of Hayward plus Newark. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know what's funny to me is like the, the, the total lip service that they play. They do these stupid ass talking points like, you know, President Trump will come up there and talk about his thing. He'd be like, you know, um, it, a, a single death. Is too many, and it's like, but two hundred thousand aren't. Like, what the fuck are you? What are you talking about? So if you say that one person's too many, and then you blame it on China, and you say, well, they, you know, it should have never come out, gotten out of their country. It was easy to fix, motherfucker. Then why didn't you fix it here? Like for real. And now there's already, there's already, I'm a Negro Domus. Another fucking thing for you, for everybody out there. They keep trying to push through these fucking vaccines. All right, there's vaccines that are coming. All right, there's like three candidates. One from Johnson Johnson's probably gonna get there first because it's single dose. What about Kodak? Are they still making a vaccine, or is that no fucking idea? We gave money though. We gave money though. So sorry, I had to bring that up. Go ahead, man. Sorry. All he, they keep touting that you know through Operation Warp Speed, which is a fucking stupid ass name. Um, you know, speeding up all these trials and speeding up getting all this stuff through. It's never been done before. Okay, so first of all, scientifically, shit advances no matter who the fuck the president is. It's like me saying that computers are, are faster now than ever before as president. It's like, no fucking shit. That's the way, that's Moore's law. You know, you didn't do anything to fucking do that. So that's, that's my first point. Second of all, you attempting to artificially speed up a fucking potential vaccine is the stupidest shit ever. We need a fucking safe vaccine, not a fast vaccine. I can end this whole argument. I, if if the if, he, if President Trump really thinks that the new vaccines that are coming out are so safe, I want to see him. I want to see his son get that fucking vaccine first. I want to be like the first boy. in the fucking line. That's what I want to see. I can guarantee you, Uncle, because he knows that there's probably some fucking kinks to fucking work out, and I'm not gonna be the first the first million to fucking get that <laughs> shit. I'll let y'all work that. Out. I'm gonna sit home and fucking keep quarantining. And, and did you see that? Figure it out. Did you see, I can't remember if it was a, a mayor or a senator of uh, Florida or something like that who was recorded saying that, you know, the vaccine isn't what we need. We just, here, our, our, our cure, or the thing that protects us are, is wearing masks. Like, masks is the answer. Masks is going to protect us and this and that. And then, like, I guess, like, an hour later, Trump comes out and saying, like, oh, he misspoke. Like, he didn't, he, he didn't, wasn't really talking the truth. And then literally a guy comes back out and said, like, oh, yeah, I was, I don't know what I was saying. I was just... <laughs> making conversation and this and that. I'm like, dude, you literally just said that masks are going to save people lives and a vaccine isn't going to work, but then your 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 lord and savior stuck his dick in your mouth and you had to speak out some other fucking bullshit. It's like, what the fuck, man? A vaccine doesn't do anyone any good if nobody takes it or whatever. Exactly. All it's going to do is just sit in a fucking vial and everything. And the way that you have completely shat upon the entire entire scientific community how are we supposed to all of a sudden trust that this is safe now like you've been a complete denier of science and everything and Fauci doesn't know what he's talking about 
blah, 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 blah. Now all of a sudden we're supposed to just believe that these magic beans over here just are going to fucking work. And we're like, no, it, it, do, it doesn't work like that. He, he spent the entire time shitting on it, and all of a sudden he expects us to just go rushing in to something he said after his hydrochloroquine bullshit. Uh, I, I don't even remember oh, the last... Oh, forgot about that shit. Oh, yeah. Then that other medicine he was claiming was, was the fucking new, new hotness that was going to fucking cure everything. Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, sunlight, sunlight and, and, and uh, household disinfectant. Yeah, that, that was going to help it. Like, it, you're not going to convince people that... It, the damage has already be, been done. I mean, I don't feel it's safe or whatever because I don't trust really what's coming out because because I don't know. He's, it seems like he's changing the narrative on how safe a vaccine is, what it's being, how it's being tested, and just saying something Operation Warp Speed sure as fuck is not going to... If, if you wanted to buy a car or a, or a child safety seat or whatever for your kid, and they said, oh, we, well, we just rushed this through production or whatever, exactly. did because we're low on units or whatever. Would you strap your kid into your fucking automobile oh, with it? No. no. <laughs> exactly. But we're going to inject this bullshit into our body and just be like, well, the, what, what's the worst can, that could happen? Motherfucking death. <laughs> death. I could, lose a, I could lose an organ. My heart could stop. The, the, like, it blows my fucking mind. I, I can't the, even. What's kind of crazy, just to kind of jump in real quick, is that, okay... He expects people to take this miracle vaccine. Motherfuckers don't want to even wear a mask. Like, you, people wear a mask, they're like, oh, it's against my civil rights and this and that. It's my freedom, duty as an American not to wear this fucking mask. These same motherfuckers who don't believe the coronavirus is real, they're going to take the fucking vaccine. So that's another fucking a bunch of idiots we have to deal with if there is a vaccine that successfully works on people. Well, and, and I'm going to say this, too. You know, I, I've, I've had it up to here with... Uh, it's not that I'm trying to pick on them per se, but yeah, fuck them. I've had it up to here with fucking Christians. I really have. Because y'all are the absolute worst ethical people, at least the ones in this country, goddammit. Most of y'all, not every single one, but most of y'all don't give a shit about your fellow human being. You know, if you're so selfish, you literally won't put a piece of fucking cloth over your face, even though you know that people are dying? It, it, this is this is so simple, so fucking easy, and you don't care about human life. You don't you don't care about your fellow person. You're not doing what quote unquote Jesus would have done or would have said or or any of that bullshit. All you're doing is following this this charlatan Perfect. talking about I need to have my fucking rallies. That my rallies are more important than your life. That that, that it's it's disgusting. It's disturbing, and I'm just embarrassed for. Uh, my fellow Americans who, you know, 40, 50, 60% of them literally uh, are cheering on other people dying, you know? Yeah. And the, the, the amount of death is worse than several of our wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, worse than the Vietnam War, you know, and, and Persian Gulf and Iraq and Afghanistan. Worse than a lot of wars when you look at it. Two hundred thousand in seven fucking months. We we had about four or five thousand people die during nine eleven, and we completely changed our entire way of life. Over five thousand people dying that and and lived about a decade, probably still to this day, in fear of the brown man from from a Middle Eastern country uh, because of what happened during nine eleven, and five thousand people dying, and we are at two hundred fucking thousand people. 
and people don't want to fucking wear a mask over their fucking face. We had no problem with the government passing laws, being able to x-ray us through our fucking clothing and see what, what it is that we're wearing. Can't walk to the, to the, to the uh, airport gate to wish our, our loved ones goodbye. Had gave past acts like the Patriot Act and let people be able to just go through our phone at, at their own free will and instantly access all of our private information, give up our Fourth Amendment rights in many, many ways just because we were scared of, of Middle Eastern brown people for something that happened once. And we can't go by one, one September without us saying, never forget, never forget, never forget. But we are still living through this fucking deadly ass thing that's killing thousands of people a day. And yeah. people are just like, oh, my freedom, my freedom. But you didn't care when it was brown people that you were in fear of. But this invisible killer that is knocking out people just left and right, you, you, don't, you don't give a fuck about it. Well, and just lies. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Just, just, just flat out lies that you, you hear. Oh, it doesn't affect children. Bull fucking shit. Oh, it, it, you know, you, you guys have a better immune system. Bull fucking shit. You know, or, or almost nobody is affected. You know, the, the percentage is low. Or the, the other one that uh, Kronos alluded to this a couple weeks ago. But I just got to say, you know, that whole uh, comorbidity stuff with, um, you know, less than 6% or whatever. Let me tell you something. And this is not just from Prodigy. I'm not a doctor or anything, but obviously I work in healthcare. With the HIV crisis, when people, you know, were dying in the 80s and whatnot, <laughs> by, by, <laughs> that was a, a virus as well. Um, on, if you look on the death certificates, oftentimes it didn't say, uh, or it, it listed a whole bunch of factors. Like, you know, you could have uh, pneumonia or a heart, you know, your heart gave out or whatever. But it was ultimately you dying from the virus itself. The virus, just like with this, the virus is killing you. Yes, you could have other things going on with your body, and you could live with diabetes, you could live with heart disease, for maybe another uh, 15, 20, 30 years, depending on health and all that stuff. But the virus is taking your ass out right now in 2020. Yeah, like, yeah. full stop. And it's, like, it's, like if you, it's like if you had a cold, and you were walking across the street, and you sneezed, and then a car hit you, they would say that the, the fucking cold killed you. Because you sneezed... <laughs> That's how stupid you motherfuckers sound to me. Like, seriously. Because they don't understand basic science. We have a, a serious, um, like, epidemic of science illiteracy. And I'm not really surprised anymore. Because, you know, I think America... This is the, I'm going to be an asshole, all right, to America. We don't Do even it. take it down a notch. Like, seriously. We've, we've, we've went through and gotten through a lot of fucking bullshit um, by just saying that we're the best, we're the best, we're the best. But, like, we totally forgot of why we're the best we're the best because we're the we're the culmination of multiple cultures coming together towards a common goal and then when we were doing that everybody just sort of rode the wave idiots and all rode that wave rode the wave of <laughs> fucking awesomeness of multiple goddamn um scientists and mathematicians from multi-ethnic groups just making everything so much better in america so much better so you just wrote your dumbass rode the wave it's like, oh, yeah, yep. this is great. I'm great because I'm an American. We're all just on this wave. But meanwhile, you're not a great person. You're just yeah. riding that wave. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you, you did nothing to get us to where, where we are. Other yeah. people did. They sacrificed for us. If you want to go back to the, to the beginning, if I'm going to be fucking extra black, it's built on slaves. Mm -hmm. But the slaves didn't get any fucking, any sort of um, 
recognition whatsoever. Not even the history books to this day. It's, yeah. it's, it's barely a footnote. Black people were slaves. That's basically, yep. and then, you know, somebody freed them. And, yeah. that's and, what and don't forget, we're going to have that erased from our, our history lessons. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, because of the, the, the Patriot fucking education system? 17. The 1776 Act. It's like <laughs> we'll just we'll just dress up that shitty burrito with an American flag and, and force it down the American public or whatever because it's wrapped in an American flag with the 1776 Patriot Eagle fucking Star Spangled Banner fucking education initiative. Yeah, it's a terrible. Because listen, let me tell you, <laughs> as, a, as an actual patriot, somebody that actually defended this country, you cannot teach patriotism. Say it with me now. You mm. cannot teach patriotism, all right? It is literally fucking impossible. You need to have a country that you believe in. You need to have a country that makes your life better. When you see those things, you want to protect that country. You want to there make that country do better. That's how you make patriots. You do not attempt to drill it into their minds because that's fascism. It's and, yeah. and I'm just going to say, I'm going to piggyback. It's literally the textbook definition of propaganda. It, that, that, yeah. That's all we're really talking about. You're talking about state-sponsored propaganda. Uh, factually, what? and I, I, I'm, I'm not a historian, but I, I will say this. If you can't discredit uh, the work of the 1619 project from a historical standpoint, you know, if you can't debunk it, then um, I don't want to fucking hear from you. And, and then the other thing is, Trump had the audacity to try to pick on dead historians. One of my favorite, Howard Zinn, who wrote A People's History of the United States, which is an incredible book, opened my eyes to a whole lot of fucking things. He's been dead since, I think, 2010. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's ludicrous. And again, none of his historical uh, work of nonfiction was debunked, or it's, it's not conspiracy theory bullshit. All it is is really well-researched historical facts. And those facts threaten you because it causes people who are well-read and, and, and curious to be well-informed. And that is a dangerous threat to this administration. How successful in your life have you been at making somebody love you? <laughs> like, like how, how does that... How does that work? I, well, re I, remember the my, Mike Tyson quote. I'll fuck you till you love me. Robin Gibbons was like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, parents, my parents didn't wake me up every morning while I'm eating a honey smack cereal saying, you're going to love me today. Like, no, like that's, that's not how love is, is, is born. It's not how, it's not true actual love. That's an abusive relationship. That's how you get into a domestic abusive relationship. You are going to love me. You are not going to leave me. You can't find anyone better than me. That's abuse. That's, that is not how you get somebody to have true patriotism and a true want for this country to do better. It's like you said about fascism. It's, it's not how to organically want the United States to be better if you are forcing it down their throat. Yep. I think it's funny how like Trump had said that like he didn't want to cause panic with the whole pandemic stuff, but every time he fucking talks, he's basically causing fucking panic, saying like all this different <laughs> kind of shit, like 
Oh, they're yeah. they're rioting in Portland. They're they're looting and killing each other out there. Like we need to stop this. And like no, like a lot of those protests were peaceful and like it was they're, just they're moving into your suburbs. Yeah, they're coming to your suburbs. They're taking. They're gonna take and rape your daughters. <laughs> Oh, well, let, let's be let's be clear. I, I'm going to use the, pretty much uh, paraphrasing the exact quotes he was saying in the his fucking campaign. Mexicans, dangerous, evil Mexicans are coming across the border to rape and sell drugs and blah blah blah. Like I thought that was the Syrians. Or, or, yes. or, 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 what, what year are we talking about? Who's coming this year? I forget what month it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I mean, Christ. MS-13 coming and all this fucking crazy shit. Yeah. And now what? Yeah. Atifa, the, the new the new bad thing that's happening? Like, but... Oh, what is it? And Is-Chan? then you have the... Oh, you, had the F- you had the FBI saying, yeah, Antifa is, is an ideology. It's not really a... Uh, there's no head of it and stuff like that. No, we're just going to sweep that under the rug. I don't, I don't want to hear what my, my, my Blue Lives Matter community says about that. I'm just gonna ignore it or whatever. You get back to this whole Antifa, Antifa evil, bad. Ooh, they come in, take your kids. They throwing bricks through the window, hitting oh, us no, with cans man. of tuna. Yeah. Cans of fucking chip bumblebee tuna. Are, is this life? Is this where we're at right now? Hey, <laughs> Seriously, bro, you, you got to be careful of the full. Tuna. You got to be careful of the full auto tuna, bro. They can get you with the full auto yeah. tuna. I'm just saying. It, what was it? was like with Jessica Simpson with the chicken of the sea stuff. Now we're yeah. back again with it, with, with fucking tuna. It's so specific. You know what I mean? He called out the brand name of Bumblebee tuna. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Oh, <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of get that, like, you know, like that, that shot puck grip on those tuna cans. And you can probably get them to launch pretty far. I mean, can't be really mad yeah. too much about that. <laughs> I'm fucking around. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let, let's switch it up. We got some fun stuff. Thank you know. Thanks for staying with us, everybody. Uh, we are going to get into some geekery. Uh, I'm going to te- start it off. Uh, we haven't gotten any MCU movies uh, since I think since Spider-Man: uh, uh, European Vacation, um, right? I think sure, that was the last one. Yeah. So it feel- yeah, yeah it that feels like it was forever yeah. ago. Um, we got. It, it made money. I didn't say it didn't. You know, <laughs> they they were in Europe, right? They were on vacation. You know. Anyway, um, so we got a we got a trailer, uh, a full trailer, not even just a teaser uh, for WandaVision, which is I think going to be a Disney Plus TV series. Um, this had more footage than we've I, I guess ever seen before. Um, it you know kind of blew up. I didn't see the actual official release date on there per se at the end, but um, what did you guys think of this uh, this trailer? Honestly, Luke? when I watched it, I was kind of confused what the fuck was going on. Like, I mean, I understand like I guess Wanda's having some kind of weird fucking acid trip or some fucking shit, and she's like jumping back and forth through like different types of TV shows. It, it makes me think of that that episode of. Um, what was it? Of Timmy Turner, where he's like running from Vicky through like different fucking TV shows or some shit like that. But I don't. I mean, it looks like they're they're putting money into the show though. Like the budget for it looks like it's pretty up there because there's some pretty cool effects that's happening. But as far as like understanding what's happening, like the trailer just made me more fucking confused to be honest. Unless somebody okay. can break it down for me, be like, okay, this is what this means, this is what this means. Then yeah, I, I, this this show got me confused. It did seem like a hodgepodge. Stitch, what do you think of this one? 
Uh, I'm intrigued. I don't know where they're going or what they're actually doing with it yet. I've heard people talking online about this sort of being their take of like uh, House of M uh, mm. in the comic. Yeah, and this is this is their way of sort of uh, changing the timeline or changing not changing the timeline because that sounds more like uh, like a flashpoint thing. But uh, in terms of like adjusting the universe. Um, post in game is is what I've I've heard people kind of think that they're doing. I do, I don't know how much weight I believe in that um, because it's it's very you you gotta have a lot of characters involved in that that whole aspect. If that's where you're going with it, but um, it does look pretty cool. I'm excited for Scarlet Witch um, being the star of some shit because I said plenty of times. They nerfed her powers a lot in the uh, in the Avengers movie. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a damn shame or whatever because essentially she could almost damn near solve that whole problem. What was that? She, she, almost, like, she almost OP Thanos. The movie. Yeah, Thanos yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Just, just fucking shoot. Yeah, but it was just she was just using like telepathy and shit like that. I mean, they didn't get what her crazy like hexes and all kinds of like reality warping that in uh in ultron she did that stuff when she had like tony seeing shit and and fucking with their minds and stuff but they just sort of like yeah we're gonna put them on the shelf so i don't know what it is that they're gonna do but i'm excited to get some new content and uh see what they're gonna do with with uh scarlet witch and witch and vision i am vision i'm kind of like eh, about but I'm, I'm excited to see what scarlet witch has i wonder if you saw this trailer oh go ahead well i wonder if they're gonna bring her her brother back, um... Quicksilver? Uh, yeah, Quicksilver. I mean, since most of this is in her head. I mean, fuck him, though. He couldn't even fucking dodge a bullet? He's supposed to be fast? What the yeah. fuck? Can, <laughs> he, can, he, can, he can be out of this shit. <laughs> what do you think of the trailer, Kratos? Uh, I actually didn't watch the trailer yet. Sorry, I just I just sat down and I was grabbing a drink. Um, but I didn't watch no the uh, WandaVision trailer yet. I will. Uh, okay, I, I, um... I, I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards Stitch in terms of uh, I appreciate Wanda. I mean, it, Wanda has a great history uh, with the Avengers, obviously uh, that that goes back for decades and decades and decades. Uh, her powers are she's just super OP in powers uh, traditionally from the comics, and of course, you know the whole mutant connection with being the the daughter of uh, of Magneto uh, and what she did to the fucking mutants in Genosha or whatever. Um, you know, she, her, her connection with both the Avengers and the X-Men, uh, are, are legendary. And she's like a focal point between both worlds in terms of the mutants and, and the Avengers. I want to see much more of her. I don't give a single solitary shit about her relationship with Vision in general, but, um, if this is high budget MCU level TV series, then... I want to see what the fuck they're they're going to do with it. I'm I'm more interested in this one, uh, sight unseen, than I am about uh, the Falcon and Bucky Barnes. Just you know, on, on GP, because uh, I, I want to see what they'll do. But it also seems like this one is going to be much like Legion in terms of its trippiness, and you know, it, it feels like it's going to be all over the place from 1950s black and white to. Uh, maybe early 80s uh, uh, comic accurate costumes for Halloween being in there. It, it just seems like it's going to be a trip. And then the last thing I'll say is, I, I believe, uh, at least online they pointed it out, I think Old Ninja said it too in our chat, uh, Monica Rambeau 
it looks like she's making an appearance through some type of uh, reality altering, at least in this trailer. Did y'all catch that? Well, yeah, that's what I heard too. She's a, I think she's Spectrum, right? I think that's her name. Mm -hmm. Rambo. Yeah. yeah. Her going through different um, universes and realities totally it made, made sense for her character. So you know, and she's she's a, she's a an original black character, not a black character that was a ripoff of some other fucking character or some diversified bullshit. Yeah, like she was written <laughs> as that person. So hopefully, hopefully people will appreciate her character and then not be all about diversity and then not watch the fucking show. Are not appreciative mm -hmm. of the characters. That's what I see too many goddamn <clears throat> times. Is we we have comic books that are out there that are diverse with well-written characters that are original, and then nobody fucking buys them. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that um sorry uh it looks like one vision the budget for that is 150 million, but wow. for the Mandalorian season one was only 100 million, so they're spending a little bit more money on this than they did uh, Mandalorian. Okay. I I I, I mean look. Mandalorian was super great, um, and I like the fact that it had that whole realism stuff. This seems like it's going to be other-fucking-worldly and shit. But I also just, I need to know where this takes place, you know, in terms of, you know, the MCU timeline. Before, after, some side reality pocket dimension, you know, obviously time will tell. We'll see. Yeah. Um, do y'all want to get into this big Microsoft news, even though we don't have Old Ninja here to suck Microsoft's dick? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Damn. Go straight for the fucking jugular. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so what was it, two days ago? God, the, the days seem to like all blend together, but I think two days ago, Microsoft announced that they bought uh, Bethesda, right? With Arcane Studios, and uh, Bethesda's obviously big for Fallout, uh, big for Doom, I think, right? And, and Skyrim? Yes, yes. It'd be a yeah. shame if, if if Doom was not... I mean, I'm, I'll probably buy a, a Xbox Series X anyway um, once I have games on it, but it'd be a shame if I couldn't play Doom again on the PlayStation because Doom is like... If you're a metalhead and you like playing first-person shooters and you're twitchy, it's it's a perfect fucking game. Like, seriously. And I'm pretty sure the only, thing, the only, the only way you could probably make that better is if you did Coke. <laughs> but, hey, but yeah, Carlos, make sure you don't buy the X one by mistake. Oh, we'll, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's, uh, let's not spoil that one yet. Yeah, this uh, you know I, I I've done my fair share of, of shitting on Xbox, but uh, I thought this was a uh, a pretty bold move. But I will say, they paid seven point five billion with a goddamn B as in booty for this. <laughs> I um I was surprised by that price tag, given how, I mean, Fallout seventy six was flat and and just didn't work and and everybody fucking hated it. Even Fallout four from what twenty sixteen had a lot of bugs, even though it sold well. Um and you know Skyrim, which was huge in terms of doing really really well for sales. I think that came out technically what nine ten years ago. So I, I, I did not see seven point five billion. And just to put it into context, oh. uh, what seven point five billion is wrong? No, it's actually pretty reasonable because uh, Zenimax holds a bunch of patents. Okay, it's actually. I mean, they got they sued success. I think they sued successfully um, Oculus for stealing uh, VR technology. I'll have to make I'll have to fact check myself, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Okay, I, I maybe it was just in the context of. 
when I look back at Disney acquiring Marvel and Disney acquiring Star Wars, and it seems like it was approximately about half that amount, you know, obviously some, some years ago, but I, I, I just, I was surprised by the, by the price tag. Maybe I'm just super ignorant on it. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just, they, the, the tech they held is a huge deal. So I think that, that's part of the thing that most people don't understand is that, uh, first of all, their games. I mean, Jesus Christ, how many fucking times have they sold fucking Skyrim? <laughs> Skyrim was basically uh, GTA V for a long time, and I'm pretty sure Skyrim's going to come out for the fucking next generation. So they, yep. they, they make a lot of money. I think most people don't give them um, enough credit. Um, ESO, which is uh, Elder Scrolls Online, um, makes, makes a decent amount of money, too. They have a, a bunch of really good franchises um, that make a lot of money, and... The, and them holding the VR patents was a, was a big deal. I'm trying to read if they if they won the patent. Um, okay. Yeah, so just give me a couple minutes. I'll, I'll tell you if they won or not. But they definitely did. Yeah. They definitely did, too. Okay. Uh, you know, well, one way or another, they, they certainly got, uh, acquired it for this amount. Oh, I forgot to mention, I think Arcane Studios with uh, Dishonored, that franchise oh, yeah. is included in this, too. So they, they settled. So they, okay. they, they got, uh, what is it, $200 million for breach of contract. Um, so, yeah, they have like some legit patents in VR. I'm I'm gonna say this. Uh, prior to this news, I was not even close to interested in getting uh, the next generation Xbox whatsoever. I'm still probably not gonna get it, but I'm not as opposed to it as I was. I, with the possible, here's what's going to depend on for me: the possibility of down the road a few years from now they may have some bethesda arcane uh exclusives and wolfenstein's in there too but exclusives that are only on the xbox that i may want to fucking play yeah i was wondering about that like you know would all of um their games become only microsoft xbox exclusive games or would they still play both sides We'll see. I, I heard rumors that they might have them be um, on other platforms as well. I mean, listen, uh, if you want to be technical, Sony is obviously letting PCs play some exclusives. I mean, it already happened with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. There's a yeah. couple other games, too. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's... I don't know why. I mean, exclusives are cool, but I think over time, you might be leaving money, uh, money on the table for like a lot of people. Because people want to play these games. So why not just license it and then not have to worry about building a console like a hard? Because the money's in software; it's not in hardware. It's definitely the software. So if you can license that software to whatever company that you can, or you know, just fucking do it. Like I wouldn't mind playing Halo on a fucking PlayStation. That's sacrilege to somebody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, a, good, a good port. A good port of a of a high, uh, high money earning AAA franchise uh, could be fun. I will say I. I agree in principle with Sony waiting. Like Horizon Zero Dawn came out in 2017, they waited three full years to get all the money they could from consoles out before putting it, porting it over to PC. But I don't have a problem with PC getting it and, and playing it per se. Yeah. Stitch, you wanted to get in? No, I mean, uh, yeah, pretty much. I, I agree with with all you guys. I uh, I think it would be kind of foolish for them to just sort of shut it out and try to make it all all about Xbox or whatever, because they would leave a lot of money on the table, but, yeah. Good shit. So, more, more, to, more to come on that. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it manifests itself. I think this is going to 
something be something that we have to monitor and watch slowly over the course of years because these new games are going to take two, three, four, five years in development, you know, before they get released uh, after this deal, you know. Yeah. So, we'll, or unless yeah. they had something in the pipeline that they're already working on. All right. Uh, what was this Xbox no. other news? Oh, okay. You, did you want to go to that? Yeah. Well, actually, I think Blue, comedy I, session. I think I know what he wants to talk about, so I'll let Blue go. Wait, say what now? The other Xbox information that you kind of alluded to. Oh yeah. So, um, Xbox this week, um, was, you were able to pre-order the console, um, but it looks like there was a little bit of confusion with a lot of people's grandmas and grandpas when they went to order these. Mm -hmm. um, because of the naming convention of the Xbox, was it Series X? Um, it confused a lot of people, and people were actually buying the the Xbox One series, Xbox One X or some shit yeah, like Xbox that. Xbox One X, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people were buying those, not realizing they were buying the wrong console. And um, Xbox or Microsoft saw an increase of like eight hundred percent of the sales of the Xbox, and so and I guess eventually people started realizing and, and they were returning their items. Well, you, know, you know what's funny to me is that somebody on Twitter whose fucking hot take was there's no correlation between the the 800% rise in Xbox One X sales and the Xbox Series X. Nobody's getting confused. I'm like, bullshit. When the fuck <laughs> in any point in history is there 800% increase for no fucking reason for a product? The well, Xbox, about to go out of date. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's at the end of a fucking console generation. Nobody, it's, it's literally in last in the console wars for this generation. And you're telling me that overnight, magically, the same day that the next console is being released with a very similar name, that there's no correlation? You're stupid as fuck. Like, seriously. It's a bunch of people that are probably buying it for their kids, that are not tech people, and they're confusing Xbox One X with Xbox Series X. If you don't realize that that is something that is easily confusable, if you're not in the video game world, then you're in fucking fantasy world. You believe in unicorns. Yeah, because the majority of the people who do the Christmas shopping for consoles, they're, they're, old, they're parents, you know what I mean? They're parents of, you know, kids who want a Christmas present, and a lot of, you know, moms or dads or grandpas, whatever, they, all they hear is Xbox, you know? And and they don't they don't necessarily write down uh, they don't even listen to their kids all that well but they they don't write down exactly what version of the newest Xbox it sounds just like the old Xbox that little Timmy fucking wants like you know it's super logical to me um, it, I would even say this even if you're not going to do something logical like do the whole one two three four five like like Sony does at least having something that doesn't sound like the old one obviously. Nintendo Switch sounds very different from Nintendo Wii. Now, right. Wii U and Wii sound the same. I will, you know, that that that's similar stuff, but like Switch and Wii are different. Some type of naming convention that makes some kind of order or 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 where you can't have a slip of the tongue and and, and be in a GameStop and do something wrong. That's necessary. It's bad branding, right? My, my mom probably yeah. still to this day pronounces Nintendo, Nintendo, or Mintendo, yeah, or whatever. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I can't imagine the disaster of some of these parents uh, having to deal with that nightmare scenario of, of looking confused when the GameStop employees just like, oh, do you want the X or the S or whatever? And they're just like, oh, oh. Well, if, if you only get part of that story, 
back in the 90s, every mm. single console was a Nintendo. Mm. Yep. It doesn't matter if it was a fucking <laughs> oh, yes, yes. doesn't matter if it was a fucking Dreamcast, <laughs> doesn't matter if it was a fucking PlayStation, they were all Nintendos to your parents. Yep. And these exactly. are facts. Yep. <laughs> How big of a brand that Nintendo was. Yeah. Yep. And and I will say this, anything portable that you could do with gaming was a Game Boy. Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They crushed yeah. the market. They really did. I mean, they obviously lost ground to PlayStation over the past couple generations. Um, but they, they've been still pretty solid, you know. Everybody yeah. makes fun of, like, the Wii, but the Wii won that console generation through numbers. It did. It really did. So. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, it's, it, I, it's a shit show in terms of the naming. There's no doubt about it. But I will say this. I'm, I'm hoping for some better competition, you know, with, with Xbox. I'm hoping that they can have. We've, we've clowned on them. For it seems like the last three or four years, with hey, where are your fucking exclusives? If they could come out with some high quality exclusives, then maybe they got a fucking fighting chance next gen. But as we've already mentioned on here, at launch and within the first, I think it was two years, it looks like there's going to be almost none in terms of exclusives. So, in terms of AAA, yeah, they're they're already fucking up because there's no exclusives. And well, there's a couple. It's very few. But the elephant in the room that most people aren't thinking about is Nintendo has not announced the next Switch yet, and we know it's coming. And once they announce it, I'm pretty sure the next uh, Breath of the Wild is going to be on there, and the next Metroid, which everybody's been waiting for for fucking at least ten more than ten years, um, it's going to crush. And, and if the Xbox is uh, Xbox is already going to lose to the PlayStation, hands down. What they're in, they're they're in they're fighting for second place, and if they don't get their shit together, they're gonna lose to Nintendo like by a wide margin because Nintendo already has a Nintendo is basically the the king of exclusives if you want to be honest, like if you look at all like their major franchises, they're yeah. all exclusives. Oh, oh, for certain. Their, their first part their first party lineup. I mean, it, it's their, their first party lineup: Metroid, Zelda. Uh, Smash and you know the, uh, the the racing, the kart racing. Uh, yeah, they're, they're solid franchises. I, I now I will say though, for this gen, I mean, Sony was absolutely no fucking slouch with God of War and Spidey oh, yeah. and Horizon and all all these others and Last of Us too. But yeah. Right, for, exclusives matter. They they really do. They they separate you from the fucking pack. I want to be able to play this game that I can only play on this piece piece of plastic. Okay, you, you know where you're gonna go for that. So yeah, we're gonna see. All right, can we move on to some dankness, please, Jesus? What you got? Can we talk about Lovecraft Country, please. <laughs> Let me talk about before you go there. Before you go there. I am caught up on this fucking show. All right, cool. All right. So I'm, I am now a Lovecraft watcher. <laughs> there we go. So before, there we go. Let's do it. Before we get well, out, why don't, Blue, why don't you set us up then? Okay, well, hold this on. This most recent one. I just, I'll, I'll let him set it up, but I just want to say before we get into it, just a shout out to Jamie Chung, Jamie Chung who goddamn did she act her ass off in this yes. episode. And it also puts a fucking nail in the coffin for anybody that was like, man, fuck subtitles. Read them subtitles of this episode. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. All right, first, let me just, I just want to start off with, when I watched the first episode, that time cut jump confused the fuck out of me, too. Like, even though I knew it was coming, you guys talked about it, I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did it go from 
the road to a, a dinner party, then like back on the road again. Like, what the fuck just happened there? But um, so this episode, um, we go back in time. We go back to when um, oh, what's the dude's name? Um, Tick. Yeah, where Tick he he's serving for our military service. He's over in Korea. But the story starts off with this young girl. Um, it's a girl that Tick talked to on the phone in previous episode. And we kind of get to learn her her background. She's she's chilling with her mother. They're they're making kimchi like like you do in Korea, and um, they're talking about like yeah, you need to get out and get a man. You need to bring a man home and this and that. And she's like, mom, I don't I don't. It's, it's almost like fucking Mulan. Like you need to find yourself a uh, a suitor. <laughs> and so it kind of jumps forward a little bit, and she's she's. It turns out she's a nurse. Um, she's learning how to how to be a nurse, and she's got this one friend. It's this one hot. A uh, friend of hers is like getting all the guys, and all of a sudden they kind of go to a. Um, that friend it was like a speed. That friend was not uh, hot. She was definitely way hotter. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then we we kind of jump ahead to they're like on a speed date. I'm like, wow, they had speed dating back then in like the 19 was it like 1960 something? This took place or something like that. Like yeah, 1950s. And so like you know she's she's in love with like American movies. Like what is it? Um, Judy Garland. Yeah, she's in love with Judy Garden, and she's like talking to guys and kind of being kind of weird towards them, and they're like marking her down, like, "Oh no, you're not. I'm not interested in you. I'm not interested in you." And she comes across this one dude who's like, "Uh, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm down with that. I love American sh- shows too, but uh, it's still gonna be a no for me, dog." <laughs> it's fucking like bounces <laughs> on her. So uh, she ends up going to a bar, and she uh, she sees it. She's like chilling in a chair. Oh, wait, one thing that was interesting was that the guy that was singing on the stage. Was singing in Spanish. Did you guys notice that? Yes, yes, yep. I did. Yeah, like when he was speaking Spanish, I was like, "Wait, am I? He's speaking Spanish? Like, what the fuck?" And he was, he was sounding smooth too. But uh, yeah, so she sees a a dude from across the bar, and he kind of gave her that eye. She kind of gave him that eye, and then uh, all of a sudden they're back at her place. And a kind of a cool feat, uh, fact is that that guy she she like brings back to her place. It was a dude from um, he was in Heroes. Mm-hmm. He was Hero Nakashima's friend. Who um, yeah. hung out with him, but this this one this one it took a, a twist for the good, but uh, like yeah they're about to get down and busy and like you know you get a little see a little something something here and there, and like dudes on top of her they're like making out and it's so weird because she just stared at him like her eyes are just focused at him you can see his her his reflection in her eyeballs, and then all of a sudden a fucking tail started coming out of her out of her I'm not sure if it was her badge or an ass or something, but then like shit started coming out of her ears. Out of her nose, dude's fucking about to bust a nut, and all of a sudden, like fucking her eyeballs shot forward and like sucked into his eyes, and like the tail went in his ass, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's all floating in the air, and like she's all holding him up in the air, and all of a sudden he fucking explodes, and blood's all over the place. And the mom just come walking in, it's like, "Oh hey, good job, good job." I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Wait, ninety-nine more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, so apparently she's the she's the was it nine tail fox? Yes. And the mom summoned her because of the her her husband was molesting her daughter, and she wanted to bring back honor to the family by like you know having this fox kind of punished. So this the main story of the fox is that it punishes man who does disgusting things basically mm-hmm. and so that's why the mom had the the fox summon but like um th- during this time i guess there's a bunch of communist things that are going on 
So <clears throat> one of her friends is, is kind of a commie or a communist. And like in this point in time, they're like killing communists. They're like hanging them in the fucking street and people are shouting, shouting like, hey, yeah, fuck you. You're going to die. You're going to die. Blah, blah. But um, this is where uh, Tick meets her for the first time is uh, her unit or her apparently some information is being leaked from her her hospital thing. And so the, the army gets involved. And they they take all of the nurses and they basically have them get on their knees and they're like, hey, one of you guys are leaking out secrets. One of you guys are fucking communist spy. Who the fuck is it? And they don't care who what's gonna who if the person is the communist or not. They just shoot them dead in the head, just bow and just fucking fall on the ground. And uh, Tick is is one of the guys that are, are performing the the murder and. Right when he's about to kill, or no, once one of the one of the people are about to kill the the main Korean girl. I can't, what was her name on this? I can't remember what her name was, but Jamie Jamie's character. Yeah, um, the person who is the person who's the communist speaks out, and they fucking like knock her out, drag her away, and then like another two bodies are just fucking sitting there bleeding to death, and so the girl being the ninth, though, she's like, oh, I know who my next. The next person I'm gonna fucking kill is gonna be, and so she goes after Tick. But um, turns out Tick's a, a pretty nice guy. Oh, well, the whole reason why <laughs> she's got the the whole reason why she was gonna go after him is because he actually gets injured in battle, and so she he ends up in her hospital, and she's like gonna treat him or whatever. But she determines she basically becomes nice and dumb. They're both into like similar things. They love reading books, and they kind of get along and kind of. It's almost like the scene from. Um, what is it? The Last Samurai. How the guys fucking killed the woman's husband, but basically they get together at the end. So they're flirty, flirty, and you know she determines that she doesn't want to kill him anymore. No, she just wants to eat. Real quick, sorry. Before, before you finish that part, there's an important part of the story that maybe you missed or you just forgot about. Is that she's supposed to, if she kills uh, 99, or sorry, 100 people, then she becomes a human. And so yeah. She's on number 99, Tick is number one hundred. So yeah. Yep. So yeah. So she she decided to like, no, I'm not gonna kill him. Like she actually might have feelings for him, but like you know, since she's a fucking demon, she 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 can't have feelings. Like what the fuck? She what are you talking about? But um, eventually, like you know, she goes to have sex with him, and Tick tells her that he's a virgin, which I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what the fuck? I, like I didn't know because I remember. He had sex with um, homegirl, uh, Fugier's sister, and she had said that she was a virgin. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she's like, oh, I'm not a virgin. It's like, she, she's down there about to rape him at this point. But, uh, <laughs> but no, they end up having sex, and like her like her like tentacle thing starts to come out, but she's able to control him and kind of go back in, and she like, realized, like, oh, like she really cares about this person, blah, blah whatever. So uh, kind of jumping forward a little bit, um, I can't remember what fuck. I'm trying to think what happens next. It was such a good a fucking episode. Um, yeah, I guess like she actually teaches Tick about about the five or about the nine tail fox, and that's where you learn about the whole nine tail fox and the whole situation with that. And Tick just kind of takes it as a a story tale, but a fairy tale. it's later. Yeah, I can't remember. There was a there was a point where um oh. It's a point where she confronts him about killing her friend, and yep. he's like mad at her because he she knew the whole time that he was the one that killed her, and so he was like, "Oh, you were playing me, you were playing me." And she's like, "No, like I got to know you, 
and we're like, like, you know, you're not that soldier that the war is making you out to be. Like, you're this real sweet person. And, like, I'm an innocent person, too. Like, she didn't want to be a fucking monster. Like, she was fucking summoned. And, like, that's, that's just the life. That's the way life dealt for her. But, um, so there's another scene where they're, where they're fucking again. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, her tentacles actually come out again. Or her tails mm-hmm. come out. And they fucking jack into him like the fucking Matrix, basically. And she gets to see some of his memories. Well, that's this part that was confusing me, that she saw memories and the future, too. So, like, there's a scene where he's having sex to somebody else. It wasn't the smoothie sister. It was, like, another black girl. But yeah. it gave me the impression that, okay, he wasn't a virgin. He was lying to her this whole fucking time. But then she also got he also got to see how they fucking killed her friend. Like, they fucking pulled out her teeth and fucking basically fucking mutilated her. But um, you got to see his reaction to it. Because he was like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe this shit's fucking happening. But then you get to see the future. So, I mean, from her point of view, Tick is going to fucking die. And so after all this happened, like, she tries to warn him, like, hey, yeah, don't go back home because if you go home, you're going to fucking die. Like, she saw the future. Like, she knows you're going to die. And so Tick still comes back to America. But um, the mom and the and the girl, they go back to this uh, wife men or a witch. A witch. I'm gonna, she's a witch. Yeah. Do doctors, something like that, and they go up to the mountain snow, and basically they're trying to, I guess, end the curse or something like that, and or try to save Tick. But the the wise woman is like, no, like, sorry, he's gonna fucking die. Like that's just how it fucking is, and that's kind of where it ends. I mean, I, I, I jumped over a lot of stuff, but like that was pretty much the gif of the fucking episode. And it was dude. All I'm gonna say is this gave me live-action vibes of Soul Eater with the whole 99 <laughs> bodies, you know, trying to get to 100 uh, with, with that great anime. And then, of course, whenever you talk about Ninetale, I'm thinking of Naruto Uzumaki, you know, with the whole Ninetale stuff. And, I, I mean, it just, it has some great uh, Asian on. lore. Obviously, this is Korean, oh, but it had some great Asian folklore stuff in it. Yeah, but you fucked up. You didn't even talk about Tentacle Rape. Oh, yeah, exactly. In the episode. I mean, like, I'm going to say it's, it's yeah, reverse yeah. tentacle rape, but it's, it's, it's just regular tentacle rape. Yeah, no, t- <laughs> yeah I mean, a lot of fucking. A lot of fucking. Yeah. And okay, James- I forgot about the, the soldier boy, too, the the white guy that she, the number 99, the one that got her up to 99. Like, hmm. she, because whenever she, like, absorbs somebody or at least, like, attaches to them, she absorbs their memory, so one of her victims was her her mom's husband, and basically, like, she had his memories, yep. and, like, there's, like, a point where she's confronting the mom, like, like, using his memories against her, but acting like it's the memories of the little girl, and, like, I was like, man, that's some fucked up shit, like, he basically was like, I didn't marry you because you you had money or you were beautiful. I married you because I wanted your daughter or something like that. I'm like, fuck, Nasty. man, that shit fucking twisted. Holy fuck, man. Stitch, it, Stitch, what did you think of this one? It, it was good. I mean, it's crazy. Normally, you think of foxes as, like, kind of cute, clever, but cunning animals. Nah. They, uh, they changed <laughs> the narrative. <laughs> they completely changed the narrative. I mean, you remember Tales from Sonic. And everything with two little tails, and he could fly around like a little helicopter. No, you don't want any part of those those tails now. And everything. So uh, crazy episode. Um, really, really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, 
I, I, it was really cool to see, to get a little bit of insight of, of why Tick is going through what he's going through now uh, for what he did in the, in the war and stuff like that. Like, he was just, like, completely stone-cold killer, but then you could see that, like, the war had changed him, and that's not who he was, and he was just struggling internally. So it was, it was really well-written and well-acted on, uh, on his part. So it, it, it just hit all the notes for, for, that, for that entire episode. I thought it was really cool. Carlos, get in here. What's your, what are your views? Yeah, I mean, was, honestly, I mean, this show has been spot on. Except for, like, episode two, it had, like, a stumble. We, we had a really strong episode one. Episode two was stumbled a little bit. But ever since then, uh, the show has been super solid. I, I put it up there with uh, with The Watchmen for me, you know, from, from last year, which got all kinds of accolades at the, you know, the Academy Awards. Was that Emmys. The Emmys. Emmys. I, I didn't watch it, but I know they got a bunch of awards, which they deserved. I mean, it was a fantastic show, and I hope that this show gets the same sort of accolades. It's uh, fantastically done, and I think that it gets extra points for stealing a narrative away from a racist. And mm-hmm. really just kind of like, listen, they rewrote our history for forever. And stolen and fucking covered up our history, and for us to take some of that back from somebody else I think is, is, is really awesome. Um, the stories that they're telling... Are, are really good, especially given the different ethnic groups that they're they're telling them about. They're going deep into um, these ethnic lores with you know with the nine tales that we talked about, like uh, like like what um, Prodigy said. I had no idea that the nine tail uh, mythology was in Korea as well. I thought it was a Japanese thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's funny because like uh, this week I started watching, uh, well not didn't start watching. I watched one of the latest episodes of god of high school and the nine oh, tales yeah. isn't it's a korean anime but it's the nine tales is in there too and yeah. so i was like oh shit so it's like a real side to look it up it's like yeah it's in multiple uh eastern asian uh cultures is the nine tail fox so i thought that was really cool to like really get into the, the nitty-gritty and obviously they already went super deep into african-american culture especially back then um i think this is how you do you know diversity correctly it's not just copying and pasting and like changing up genders and fucking ethnic groups you actually take you actually take your time to sit down go into lore you know see what the ethnic group is all about and then write a decent story a really compelling story and i love that that's what we're getting to now instead of this fucking cheesy ass bullshit that we were getting in the past that i was so angry about that we did literally panels about um <laughs> yeah we did and now we're fi- we're you know cu- now we're finally getting respect on shit like this so thank you uh hbo for doing it more than once yeah i, I gotta you're, you're absolutely right i gotta give props to hbo i mean <laughs> they're they've changed some of the national conversations about race in a time where we're already having a whole lot of national conversations about race um in terms of incorporating historical uh non-fiction into fic uh, fictitious stories like that's just brilliant you know what i mean yeah. i didn't know this happened oh now we look it up you know what i mean and that's yeah. that's just awesome you know what i mean uh it, it's uh it, it's super fun um and then i i just i wasn't expecting this level of lore uh korean lore in this sto- in this st- in this show it just kind of came out of left field but the execution was there and then just to have a korean 
de demon lady, <laughs> you know, um, have an appreciation for uh, 1950s era uh, Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was was tripping. She does a musical stuff. Like she's killing people in a bloody violent way, and she's also doing kind of this musical ensemble that's like well crafted and, and singing and shit too. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually forgot to talk about this. So, like, literally, as we're watching, when I've watched her watching these super American movies, me and K Mike had a sidebar about how, like, if you're America, it's like the most of the world, especially back then, it was seen as like this, um, this monolith of mm -hmm. everything that you wanted. You know what I mean? You're free. You, you it, with the land of the free, you have all this opportunity and shit like that. But once you get here. If you don't look like a certain person, you can have a very difficult time here. And I think that it's like America has like a really weird. How do I put it? It's very easy for the American way of life to not happen for a lot of people. That that's putting it like kind of very mildly. Mildly, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> But they, they alluded to that, I think, brilliantly. This is where the writing comes into play again. When they had, and it was really brief, but when they had the Korean-American soldier oh, talk yeah. about his yeah. experience with being drafted and how he's being treated, uh, both by Koreans in Korea and by, obviously, the, the mainstream U.S. public. I thought that was just, it was brief, but I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I, I really like that that as well and it's like well what's what's crazy this is going to get into like a semi-tangent but have you guys i'm pretty sure prodigy has but the whole thing about ados 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 oh yeah yeah so ados people that don't know it's uh american descendants of slaves right so it's when you're black but it's like a how do i put it in a, a non-offensive way for people <clears throat> So there's people that come to America from Africa that have never experienced, their ancestors have never experienced slavery. And so I will bring up, uh, for the perfect example, it would be um, Nigerians. So Nigerians, mm -hmm. when they come to America and they immigrate here, especially now and like in the past 30 years, they've experienced literally zero downsides of what it was like to be, or not zero, but the minimal amount of racism that you could possibly get with having your skin color this dark. Um, so, and, and they could move wherever they wanted to. So that was one of the first advantages that they had when they immigrated here, is they could live wherever they wanted to. All right, for, but for, you know, American descendants of, descendants, American descendants of slaves, up until like the fucking, basically the late 1960s, early 1970s, even kind of beyond that, you couldn't yeah. really live where the fuck you really wanted to live. And so that's where I think that where most Americans don't really seem to understand. It's like, because there was this whole thing where Americans were taught that black people, Africans in general, had some low IQ that we were fucking dumb by design. But it, like, it totally was not true. If you look at school, if you look at just schoolwork alone, um, Nigerian and African immigrants have some of the highest um, college acceptance. Um, what do you call it? Records like of all rates, time. yeah, rates, rates of acceptance. Rates. Sorry, um, of all time, mm -hmm. and they, it just gets totally ignored. They want you to believe that black people are fucking stupid as shit. But the problem is, is that we live in communities to where 
America has traditionally not um, given us funding. So we're giving you're putting us all in shitty schools, or the vast majority of us, in shitty schools, and you're expecting us to be somehow um, excellent. Well, it's like you're not investing in us. So how the fuck can we possibly be exceptional? You know, it's very hard to be exceptional with no no investment. Go ahead. Can I just add really quickly, just for just a point of order and cl- clarification, because it, it, this may be a new concept that Kronos brought up to some people. In fact, to a lot of people. I just learned about it maybe less than a year ago. Um, someone like Sammy Sosa or uh, the baseball player Big Poppy from Boston, uh, uh, David Ortiz, that would also not be an example of ADOS, because if you're coming from brazil or the dominican republic or panama um and you're part of you're black but you're part of the quote-unquote african diaspora you know uh, dispersed because of the transatlantic slave trade to other countries and you immigrate to america you also have a different um cultural experience similar to what uh chronos was describing with the, the nigerians or west africans coming over but it's in a it's a, in a slightly different context. Yes, you look exactly like me, Kronos, or uh, old ninja, or whatever. But um, you have there, there's different cultural things uh, that you're you're experiencing here and what you experienced where you grew up. And so, it it, it is primarily about um, not nothing's better or worse or whatever. It's not any like you know racial superiority bullshit. Or, or even nationality bull, bullshit of superiority. It's more about being able to identify that there's a unique set of circumstances and history that uh, black people in this country have experienced and had. And, and, and just making sure that that's recognized and not trying to lump all people of, in the African diaspora, regardless of whether, where you immigrated from, uh, in the same bucket per se all the time. Yeah, and I think even beyond you know, what you said is, it, it's, that's excellent. Yeah, it's that, all that shit, it's totally correct. And I think that people kind of, they don't understand that part of the whole being attended of slave, it has lasting consequences to, to children. Especially when it comes to like disciplining your children. And I'll be mm. totally honest, like people, like kids getting fucking beat. I'm not saying spank. When I say beat, I literally mean beat. Yep. And I've been on the receiving end of many beatings in my childhood. And that is directly from <clears throat> slavery. All right. And yep. That's something that I doubt that um, most other people from African descent really have to deal with. Um, it's probably to mu- a much lesser extent. Um, and somebody else brought up in the, in the chat, which, which I was kind of alluding to, but I guess I'll say specifically when I said that, you know, if you're American descendant of slaves and you were living here up until like the 1970s, 1980s, 1960s, 1970s, even in the 80s, um, redlining is the specific word to where you couldn't really, you couldn't live where the fuck you wanted to live. They forced us into ghettos that had literally no, very little public services. You couldn't get buses out of the area. There was no, there was no investments into education. There was no parks. There was no none of that shit. It's, it's redlining where you you had to live there. And if you happen to find somebody that would b- let you buy their house outside of a black community, they would run you out of that community. After you bought your house, the white the 
Caucasian people would see you there, and they yep. would burn your sometimes bomb your home. And if you want to hear, this is from. Uh, I, I will let Prodigy talk about the book because he's the one who recommended it. There's a book. Oh yeah, I mean we we mentioned it before, but the Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. I think he's a Berkeley uh, economist, well researched. It gives some solutions. I, I was also going to give one quick shout out. I know we we get a little long winded sometimes on this, but it's a great subject. I actually saw this PBS documentary that fucking floored me on the same subject. It was uh, Independent Lens. And it talked about in the 1970s, the Bronx was, uh, or just prior, in the 1960s, it was this super diverse area with uh, Jewish, Italian, uh, Puerto Ricans, black folks, pretty much living together, which was unprecedented all over the rest of the country. Well, in the 1970s, they, because of redlining and a whole bunch of other reasons, they just bombed firebombed basically 80 percent of the bronx and it was this fascinating story that was like this mix of redlining um gentrification and then the, the city fucking up and not allowing uh black or brown communities to do anything except for fucking burn <laughs> i mean it was only an hour long but holy shit i couldn't i couldn't recommend it more just to get personal stories uh in the nation's biggest fucking city of how much they didn't fucking care. Like, burning up places that had families living in them. You know, it, it just... 80% of the Bronx burned in the 1970s, and there were nothing but fucking trash heaps all over there. It was absolutely aw amazing to, to hear firsthand accounts and see footage of, and it goes right along with Richard Rothstein's uh, Color of Law book. Well, it's, it's because in, in America, they, they need us poor. Like, people don't really understand... Like, we, we need a new capitalism. Capitalism has <laughs> yeah. worked for a very long time. I'm not saying get rid of capitalism, but we need a new yeah. one. All right? So most people don't really seem to understand is that capitalism here in America, it really, uh, what gets us really, prepares us forward is poor people and slaves. All right? Mm. So poor people are the ones that are doing the menial labor that everybody needs them to do. They're, they're, you're, when you hear essential workers, those are the, many of them are menial labor people and plus the yep. slave laborers from prison those are the reasons yep. why we have um all our prices so low we also use slave laborers from other country countries but they focus on that but not slave labor here in america because there's multiple companies here in america that rely on prison labor which is slave labor to produce their products and it's because capitalism run amok is to get the lowest prices possible so that we'll all buy their products but the problem is that they're doing it in an unethical way to where they're using slave labor to make their products artificially low and it's fucking wrong can, can i add one more recommend i'm sorry i know i <laughs> you you got me going Carlos. god damn it um there was one more documentary same pbs pbs is just awesome um they have one on independent lens on dolores huerta and it goes along these same lines for those of you who don't know if you've heard of julio uh caesar chavez rather uh this she was the right right-hand woman for Cesar Chavez. She's the one that uh, came up with the slogan, si su puede, means yes we can or whatever. Basically, I, I didn't really know about this all that much, but in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, holy shit, this woman, again, five feet one, uh, maybe 100 pounds soaking wet, kind of like uh, RBJ or RBG, um, put her life on the fucking line over and over and over again for people who were immigrants and uh, people who didn't speak the language very often and mostly were Latino and flat out abused, po poisoned doing their jobs. 
and underpaid, and they didn't want them to represent themselves. Fascinating stories. Um, she's still alive. And it's still happening. Look up, it's look up her. Like, literally, the way you just way you just explained it is still happening today. Like yeah. they, they have people like there's a there's a photo that came out when all these fires are happening in California, and it's a photos of migrant workers. I assume there if there weren't migrant workers, are there? I don't know if there were legal or illegal, but there were definitely, mm-hmm. you know, Mexican or some sort of South American workers. But they're literally out there working the fields, while in the background, the fucking there's fires in the background. There's smoke. Like you can't even fucking see the sun. Yep. The whole background's orange and gray from fucking fire and smoke, and they are still out there picking our food mm-hmm. and getting paid basically not nothing, but it's near fucking nothing. And yeah, they didn't have a mask or anything on either. Yeah. Like their employees weren't fucking. Hey, Prodigy, that, that documentary about the Bronx, what they call it, uh, Decade of Fire? Yes, it is. Great job, yeah. Blue. Thanks. I, I, I got so excited, I didn't even mention the name of it. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I went out and did a little research. Yeah, sorry. We sometimes we go, but you know, I don't, I don't like. I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm sorry anymore. No, because it's like, fuck listen, it. we we talk about bullshit all the time. Like we talk about God of War, fucking games, and all that <laughs> shit. You guys enjoy that, so enjoy educating yourselves on fucking real problems. You know what yeah. I mean? If if you're just about, which I was for a long time in my life. You know, I love gaming. I love fucking doing all this nerdy shit. But at the same time, people are hurting. Yep. So understand why they're hurting. I think not enough people on this planet. Are interested in seeing the pain that this world is still going through historically and currently and they it's so easy for us to just ignore it but on this podcast we're gonna get we're gonna show it to you we're gonna talk about it you know we'll, we'll mix in obviously we're gonna talk more about other shit but we're gonna tell you about this shit from now on and Absolutely. It's, it's done it from like the from a couple months ago when it's all this so when rest first started because if you just ignore this shit and don't address it at all, then you're just, it's willful ignorance and you're just going to keep the status quo here in America. And the status quo is no longer acceptable to, I think, all of us on this podcast, I believe, right? At least to me. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about it. You have to have your head buried. I was going to say, you have to have your head buried in the sand to not realize that a lot of things that are going to be uh, happening over the next for our lifetime is is going to be affected by what happens in the next 40 50 something days or whatever so it's like this is true you you have to be educated and you can't just sit idly and then because pe- people just have this lazy ass mentality of just not doing anything then we'll just complain and bitch on social media or change their their facebook profile picture to a fucking a flag or a fucking black square or whatever like that when you can actually do real legitimate legitimate work or or affect change or educate yourself or other people that that need to know what the fuck is is going on and what is potentially at risk um i don't i don't want to go back on it fully but all you got to do is look at what is potentially at risk with going on in the supreme court of the united states right now and just just type in your fucking google search and educate yourself on what things could be at risk, uh, especially if you're a woman and yeah. you are concerned about like women rights and and Roe versus Wade and everything. Like, just educate yourself. Even if you are a man, at least understand that there's a large percentage of people that could be greatly adversely defe- affected by 
the overturning of possible Supreme Court laws just based on somebody's decision uh, of who they think should be allowed to just change rules at a whim. Yeah, me, just educate yourself. Be smart. Let me uh, tell all the dudes out there for a minute. I'm going to give you two perspectives, all right? I'm going to... I'll just say it. So we all talk about how, you know, if you're African-American back in, like, the pre-civil rights days, we were three-fifths th three of a person, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what a woman was considered at the same time? <laughs> Nothing. Not even a fucking person. But there is one caveat that I will say, because I, when I thought about that, I was like, damn, that's really fucked up, because it's totally true. They weren't considered people. But at the same time, women, especially Caucasian women, they were at least protected. All right, so that's the caveat that's that I'll give. And that's still, that's like, if you, if you talk about, like, white women's tears, it's a real thing. Fucking the whole, in America, once a fucking white chick starts fucking crying, everything fucking stops. And that's still to this day. All right, and this is, yep. you, you can find me on that shit. That's the way yeah. it works. That, that's why we have Karens. All right? So just, just recognize that. Still, when it was three-fifths of a person, that was, that three-fifths of a person was a three-fifths of a per, person as an African-American man. It did not apply to African-American women. All right? No. Or any woman in America. So there's a lot of, like, no. lies here in America when they say, like, all men are created equal. They meant just white dudes and no women. So just recognize that shit. I... I'm going to sound like a fucking broken record, which is uh, weird for me, but another PBS documentary. Uh, PBS, I was going to say a book or PBS. <laughs> um, was, you you know, know, I know, yeah, obviously I am, but they had one uh, that opened my eyes to quite a bit. I've just been this history uh, fucking nerd of late. It was on the suffrage movement, and I'm going to tell you flat out, uh, my elementary, junior high, and high school, and even college education on that suffrage movement uh, time period in the early uh, 1900s um, was woefully inadequate. I did not realize just how many women died, marched, fought for <laughs> these rights, and it was not given to them. They fought tooth and nail strategically, and you need to give just as much credit as you do uh, with the civil rights movement as you do for uh, the suffrage movement that um, was brilliantly uh, uh, well orchestrated. And again, these are some some very smart ladies that um, put their lives on the line. What's, and, the, name, what's the name of it? Oh, uh, it, it was called, uh, God damn it, the, the Right to Vote? Shit. Of course, you're going to put me on the spot. Keep talking. I'll find it. Hold on. Well, I was going to talk about something else. I, I want to know if you knew about the cunt that was against the the women's rights movement. I forget her fucking name, but she was a total cunt. She was like, I, I don't want to work. I want my man to tell me what to do. My man allowed me to be up here right now. I forget her fucking name, but she was a total cunt that was trying to bring down oh, all women. Was, right? it, it was, was it Candace Owens? No. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it wasn't Candace Owens. It was some fucking chick who, like, her husband was, like, on the Senate or some shit, and she got up on stage and she was like, my husband allowed me to be up here. That's right. He allowed me, blah, 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 blah. And she was like Damn. the face of like the anti-woman movement. It's like, I get it that you're comfortable, but there's people out there that are not comfortable in their lives and they want to fucking work and provide for their families. They might not have some fucking rich ass husband, you stupid ass. Like what the fuck is yeah, wrong no with you? <laughs> like, it, so it, was, it was called uh, The Vote. The and vote, it was like a okay. four part, four part series. Really well, uh, well researched, well documented and, uh, 
pretty powerful stuff. I should have called so. that chick Sambo. The vote. Okay. <laughs> yeah. God it's, it's, damn. It'll be Sambo going forward and not fucking Uncle Tom because Uncle Tom was a decent dude. Mm-hmm. There you fucking go. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm gonna. This is the the weirdest segue in the fucking world, but I gotta give a quick shout out. Shout out to fucking BTS. I know we have not done a fucking react for a long time. These motherfuckers literally took over the fucking world. They have their own goddamn army. They have an army on Twitter. We've given them props for some of their BLM and and some other uh, um, uh, you know encouragement that they've given to Americans and, and Black Americans specifically. But holy shit, they're taking over uh, Fortnite for a music video. They saw Travis Scott. I think it was last year. Do that shit where he had that big uh, psychedelic video. And they were just like, hold my beer. We are BTS. We are Koreans, our, Korea's army. And we're going to do it even bigger. I think that's coming next week. Well, we say Korean army. The we, have to, we have to say South Korea's army, okay? Not North Korea. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're right. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> our supreme leader. No, 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 no. no, no. Not, not that guy. Is, is that motherfucker dead or alive, goddammit? I keep seeing rumors. I'm like 99% sure he's fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Do we have? Uh, did you want uh, Blue? Did you want to switch gears, or did you have a be, be the B? Yeah, I I have something I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. So I had to have a little talk with HR, and I had to register under the the sex offender thing because I watch Cuties on Netflix. Oh no! Oh, what the fuck? So, no. you know, the sweetest and I, the sweetest and I watched it uh, the other day, and actually, how are you gonna throw her under not, the bus? It's 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 not that bad of a movie. Like, I mean. Oh. See, this is this is tricky because like okay we have we have when we first started watching the movie we said like okay if shit gets ridiculous we're turning this shit off but we watched the entire thing and there are some scenes that are cringy but like the whole story is about this little girl who who whose dad is like you know about to marry some other woman and that woman's gonna start living in their house and she's kind of being rebellious about it all and like she's I think they're they're Nigerian. And so she's only known like this one lifestyle, and then eventually she sees some girls who are like, they're the kind of the cool girls kind of in a way, but they're they're like, two, like a group of girls that are trying to become like professional dancers, but like their whole vision of dancing is like what they see in fucking videos, so they think like dancing has to be like sexualized, but actually, it's not that. Like the girls actually, they they model after this other dance group. And they're not sexual at all. It's usually it's this other girl who finds this other... Like, she basically finds uh, Nicki Minaj and see her dancing style and see how sexy she dances and stuff. And that would lead these girls into trying to dance more sexual. But, like, it ties into the story. But there's, like... I mean, there's still scenes that are, like, cringy. Like, you know, it's like, why are they focusing on, like, the little girl's butt? Like, what the fuck is that? Or, like, there's a scene where she, like spreads her legs open while she's dancing on the stairs. And I'm like, okay, they didn't need to fucking do this. Like, that's, those are, that's, those are scenes that were cringeworthy. But, like, the whole storyline, the story of the show, was, or the movie, was actually pretty fucking good. And it all kind of made sense. But then, like, they weren't, there wasn't, like, pervert guys, like, trying to hit on them. There's, like, a scene where, so the girls are 11 years old, and they're, like, trying to flirt with some 16-year-olds. But the girl accidentally says that they're 11. The boy's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, go back to... Go back to training school or something like that. So there's nobody, like, sexualizing these kids. There's no, like, you know, perverts kind of jacking off and watching them dance like that. There's actually, there's a scene where the girls are dancing sexually, 
and there's an audience there, and the audience are like fucking super disgusted by it. They're like, what the fuck is going on? And then eventually the girl we're like, with like, the way they're dancing isn't appropriate, and she like breaks down and starts crying and like goes home or something like that. But like, I don't know. I mean, it's the scene. The scenes are cringeworthy. There's like a few of them, but the storyline is actually like really good. Like, it 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 it's really it's. It's really hard because, like, the Sweden time we also watched uh, Dirty Dancing, like, you know, like, with Patrick Swayze and stuff like that. And, like, fuck? <laughs> that movie was more, like, because, first of all, Baby's only 16, and she stands with this grown-ass man, and they're dancing, like, bumping and, like, you know how, like, back in high school, like, everybody was fucking grinding on each other? And this grown-ass man is dancing with this 16-year-old girl, like, hella grinding on her, and she's, like, dancing all confused and stuff like that. Like, we actually stopped watching the movie because we thought that was more cringeworthy than... Think cuties were well, was, but the thing is though is that you know Dirty Dancing was like, it wasn't that long ago, but I mean it was like what the eighties early nineties like was the eighties right or even mm-hmm. it was like the late yeah 80s. I know like, yeah so 80s, yeah it's eighty seven it's gross but uh, oh, now, yeah. it was more acceptable back then but it's still it's still gross today and I think that our mm-hmm. our morals today are have changed it's like today yeah. I mean obviously we don't own slaves right because we know it's morally mm-hmm. wrong but back back in the day people were they're more uh, morally loose than we are today. They were, it was more acceptable to take advantage of somebody back then. Yeah. But the cuties, I mean, like I said, there's cringeworthy moments, but it isn't like some pedophile, like, wet fucking dream, basically. But, um, but it's, it's, it's still, it's, it's in that gray area, kind of, yeah. But I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Damn. Okay. I mean, I, I can't French. say shit. You saw it. I didn't. Yeah, it was in French. So you, there's you, there's subtitles, or you can watch it in dub, in badly dubbed English. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, real okay, quickly. One, one quick thing, real quick. Like the girl who wants to be part of this group, she wants to be part of this group really bad, and she almost kills another fucking girl. <laughs> she God like pushes her ass in the fucking lake. That's Goddamn. Um, I mean, that, that BTS takeover is on Friday, so sign on to Fortnite, even if you don't play the game anymore, and just watch them uh, some some really uh, uh, pretty boy uh, South Koreans take over the entire Fortnite world. Exactly. No, that's we get so mad about that shit when we say it, we point it out. We don't even say anything bad about them wearing makeup. We just say no wearing makeup, and people get so fucking mad. Yeah, it, it, it's this. It's interesting culturally. We, every time we did a react, we always noted it because it was just so. I won't say yeah. off-putting, but it was just so obvious. We were just like, "Whoa, that's a lot of makeup," you know. So this is the thing for me is like me personally. Nobody else on the podcast. I have a problem with makeup in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, when men or women wear it, I just I don't I don't fucking get it. You know, me and Kim had conversations about it. I'm just like, I don't get why you wear makeup. I'm like, you don't have to wear makeup. I'm, I don't... To me, it's like, you pretend like you're something that you're not. It's like, it's, it's just weird to me, you know? Magic trick. It's like going out wearing a mask every fucking day. Like, it's not what you look like. So, but I guess I'm in the minority here for living fucking reality. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 love, I love it when, you know, Joker was putting on his. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. Like him, there's like a comedian that said something like, "I love it when my girl wears makeup because it's almost like I'm having I'm sleeping with two different people." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially oh my god, like if you go on Instagram right, like well, especially right now, 
there's these chicks that they wear so much makeup. Well, it's like, I, I can't tell. It's like, that's not what the fuck you look like. It's not what yeah. you look like. I can tell that you look real fucking homely with all that makeup. You know, you're like, you, you putting on fucking 75,000 different layers of fucking bullshit on your face. You know, yeah, I mean, you look quote-unquote good, but you don't look real. Yeah. You know? Take her to, take her to the water park. Yeah. First date. <laughs> <laughs> See if that shit wash off, goddammit. Um, okay, yeah, do we have any bees? I haven't checked in a while. Let me uh, let me search the interwebs as we do All a right. little swag way. There was a there was a dank one that I think dirt. I can't remember who posted in the in the in the dirty group or whatever on Facebook. <clears throat> it's the okay. one. Did you guys see the one about about your mom and dad? Huh? There was one we didn't answer. I know that shit. I'll, 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 I'll throw it into the chat and we'll talk about it next time. Because I, I thought right. it was the dirtiest. It, it probably was one of those questions we can't answer. God damn. Uh, don't, get, go, don't go down old ninja's road. Yeah, yeah he, he got no, suspended no, not, last time. It's not that, that kind of question. <laughs> oh, nothing new. I mean, the last one we had was from Dirty Stew and we answered it last week. Even though Dirty Stew called oh. me out, I forgot to answer his question, Dirty Stew. Uh, he was surprised that I did not have Breath of the Wild on there. And yes, oh, yeah. I was surprised too, Dirty Stew. I totally forgot until you mentioned it. So yeah, uh, Breath <laughs> of the Wild should have been on my list. So thank you for keeping there you me honest. Uh, really quickly before we wrap things up, um, Stitch, you got a chance to play Black Ops Cold War Alpha. Did you like it? More Call of Duty? Uh, it's uh, it's it's fun, I guess. I mean, I'm more of the I enjoy the modern-ish weapons of modern warfare rather than going back to like 1981 and playing with those weapons. Um, but it was the multiplayer uh, alpha, as they, call, they called it. And it was all right. I mean, I'm not going to get really excited. I'm not a Call of Duty fanboy. I really do enjoy uh, Warzone. But it's essentially more of the same stuff that I'm sure is just going to make a shit ton of money. Um, I will say that the, that the trailer, though, did look pretty... I don't know if we fully discussed what the trailer was for the uh, cold war from call of duty but it, it it did look really good for the campaign stuff like it it looked really detailed you got reagan in it and all kinds of shit so that did look good but i mean it was fun uh, but it's and people are excited for it and they they really did enjoy it based on what i'm seeing online but i, I won't pick it up but it was fun and I, from what i see you can you, it, there's some sort of like connection where if you have modern warfare and uh, you get the Cold War. I guess you can play together on the Warzone part of it. Oh, okay. what I'm, I'm saying, uh, I, I don't know the full details, but uh, maybe Old Ninja would be better to explain it if he was here. But um, it looks like you can kind of play a little bit of the two or that your battle pass works for both or something. So that, that part seemed pretty cool. Cool. Well, I, I, the, mo the reason why I'm a little bit interested in it, and I played just a, a few rounds of it, uh, I, I wanted to play more of the um, uh, the zombie mode, but um, it was only multiplayer. It, it, it felt super weird to me because the the motions for throwing a grenade seemed like it took three or four seconds to throw a grenade. I don't know if you found that as well. Yeah, but I do. Now I hated that. that. Yeah, that, that part was weird. Was a like when I want to throw a grenade, I want to throw a grenade like five seconds ago. You know what I mean? Like the, slowing that down was frustrating, but it is what it is. I think it, did it give you like an arc circle? 
Wait, one more time, Kratos? I said, how fast you throw a grenade, bro? <laughs> really slowly. <laughs> can I, can I tell you, this is the, hold on, let me just tell you a personal story. There are, there were two parts when I was a, well, I am a Marine. When I was going through training as a Marine. Uh, that were crazy stressful. One was the grenade throw. Because I was just yeah. hoping that the fucking person throwing the grenade, a live grenade, actually fucking threw it and I didn't fucking die. And the second was when I was a, a fire team leader and I had to be the first one to run ahead of everybody as they were firing behind me. Damn. <laughs> so, just, I was yeah. just like, please don't shoot me, but don't think about it. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, that, look, I'm just trying to take my fictional, pixelated um, video game character that I'm controlling with this controller and, and have some fun. I am not trying to do some live action bullshit, but I want to I wanna get kills. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. All right, let's uh let's wrap it on uh up blue. What you got populating this week? Oh shit, what am I gonna be? Uh, editing pictures. Um, I finished up my friend's cosplay pictures the other day, and they they came out amazing. They're really good, and she I, she loved, she loved them, so I'm really happy about that. Um, but I got the Professor Dankenstein's pictures I need to work on, which I was going through them, and they they came out really good too. I was super nervous about that. Um, got to, God, man, I got to do yard work. Um, we have fucking, or we're trying to get our windows replaced in the house, so we got a few people coming out getting quotes on, on windows. And windows fucking expensive. <laughs> and there's, our, our house was built in 1949, and I think they have the original windows, so they're, they're not up to code, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we want to, what are they called? We, right now we have casement windows. They're the ones that you have to turn the crank for the windows to open. And we wanted to go with that, but like the new fire code is that they basically have to be big enough for a human, for an adult man to get out of the window in case there's a fire. I'm like, I can get through there, but I'm, I guess I'm not, I don't have a body of a grown ass man. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so now they're bigger. So we're, we won't be able to do that when we get new windows. But um, other than that, oh, shit. My little, my younger brother's birthday this weekend, so happy birthday to him. Um, I think his birthday's on Saturday. Uh, yeah, so, the huh? night is chilling. You think so, huh? I, 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 I don't know what today's date is. I just know. Twenty <laughs> third now. Okay, so yeah, it's on Saturday. He's in the moment. Yeah. Stitch, since I forgot you last week, what you got going this week? <laughs> um, what I got going on? Uh, I think I'm going to try to cook some scallops. I, uh, it's sort of like my Achilles heel. I've tried cooking scallops before, but they're like, scallops are really delicate and they're expensive, so you don't want to fuck them up time after time again and everything like that. So I'm going to try again uh, cooking some scallops and try to make a pasta out of that or whatever just to constantly level up the, the cooking during quarantine mode. Um, I was going to get on the Division 2. The Division 2 had that new game mode called summit which reminds me of the movie the raid where um is it tony Ja? i think that uh it's sort of fighting up this big ass like uh no it wasn't tony Ja, but building yeah. it was oh, okay i know what you're talking about though it's a good movie there's two movies yeah it fucking yeah it's so so awesome but uh they have a mode like that where you have to go through 100 floors of enemies which sounds fucking awesome and uh i guess you get some sort of like super cool loot when you do it so I uh, 
I updated to Division Two. It trolled me. It says, "Oh, you've been gone for 411, 11, 411 days. Welcome back." <laughs> so it's like, it's like, okay. So uh, I plan on playing that. And and uh, what else was there? Something else. Uh, watching football, and then next, I think it's next week or maybe in two weeks. I'm actually going to go to Fresno to visit family and everything. Nice. So it'll be the first time the uh, baby gets to see some other people other than us. Outside of like the doctor and and everything, so that'll be pretty cool. Good shit, Carlos. What you got? Uh, so in two weeks or thereabouts, I'm going to fly to Michigan and pick up my oldest daughter, and she's gonna live here for a few months, hopefully more. I don't know. So we'll see. It's gonna be uh, pretty cool. So next week, I'm taking the week off to rearrange the house and probably get more stuff done around the infinity base i'll put up um the pictures that i are the paintings that i had because i have multiple paintings from uh, both my oldest daughter and uh my girlfriend k-mac um i have ones of thanos and uh hulk and all kinds of other like really cool stuff that i'm gonna put up um but yeah i'm looking forward to uh to going out there and doing like a long road trip with uh with my oldest daughter uh back here i think that'll be really cool uh, other than that, go ahead. Are you guys, guys going to stop anywhere cool? Denver, Austin, or I'm trying to get here Santa as fast Fe? as possible. We, we might stop for like a night somewhere, but I'm not really sure. Um, we'll see. I kind of playing it by ear. I'm taking you know, the whole week off, so maybe I'll take it a little bit slow. But So the podcast will obviously, um, on the week of, the first week of October, you probably won't get the podcast on time. Just a heads up. Maybe I'll do okay. like some kind of vlog on the way, like a little short podcast with my daughter or something. But you definitely won't get the podcast on 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 Wednesday of the first week of of October. So just to have I feel it. like you guys are going to do like a Last of Us father daughter road trip <laughs> without yeah. the zombies. Hopefully, it uh it it should be cool. Well, we'll see. It'll, it'll take us obviously a long time to get here. Um, nice. Are you gonna quarantine her when you, when she gets there? Like yeah. lock her in a room for fucking two weeks? No, well, that's <laughs> what this is the shitty part. You know, is that you know we're gonna get home and then we're going to wait for eight days then get the COVID-19 test um so uh K-Mac and my youngest daughter Riley they're going to have to be with uh, with their grandparents or with Riley's grandparents for for at least eight days um after I get back to California and then me and uh, my oldest daughter will get tested and if we're both negative then we'll all get reunited again but if not then we'll have to quarantine for another two weeks so, yeah. Now, I want everybody to hear Kronos on that. That's what responsible family members do when they care about their loved ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, because yes. well, what, what's going to happen is because the reason why she's coming out during the first week of October is because we need to have services for my mother. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, my, my oldest daughter wanted to be here for that. So we're going to do the services like the Saturday after we get here and then after that i think we're gonna wait eight days and then get tested and then do the thing but yeah let's give a shit about your people like everybody's people don't want to talk about oh you know the the, the death rate for kids are, are so low and you know the de- death rates for older people that are over 70 is high but it's like listen um i i guess if you don't interact with old people or older people i don't want to call them old let me they're fucking old i'm old um <laughs> if you don't interact with senior citizens on a regular basis i i guess i sort of get it 
But I'm all, you're also assuming that you're never going to come across them in daily life. You know, it's just like, it's very weird to me that you're so flippant about possibly killing somebody on total accident because you don't want to wear a mask and take the precautions. Which is like, my my youngest daughter, and even my, my oldest daughter, they, they have a good relationship with, with their grandparents. So it's like, why would I put their lives at risk for, for fucking what? Like, they, I, don't, I don't understand the, the point of doing that, of putting, of removing that relationship. You, it, it'd be fuck, it, it'd be so fucking devastating, especially my youngest daughter, if one of her grandparents died. Yeah. It'd be utterly devastating. And same thing with, uh, with Prodigy. It'd be mo- more than devastating. People don't even fucking seem to understand that if you have a good relationship with your, with your grandparents and they just happen to die at a young age for some stupid bullshit. But I guess whatever. Freedom, right? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, all, all I got going on uh, this weekend is really trying to uh, pack up as much stuff. I'm going to be moving in early October as well. Uh, so got a house. That means we got to pack up our shit and move yeah. it from point A to point B. Um, and, uh, in between trying to watch, you know, a little bit, I, I need to catch up on uh, God of high school and I, I've been flying through these goddamn one piece episodes. That's one of the things that's been keeping me fucking sane. I think I'm going to start, um, death stranding or ghost of Tsushima finally too. I'm gonna try to get in a little bit of gaming with that. Games. And that's it. All right. We usually have old ninja take us out. Uh, blue. Do you want to try this? Uh, the final if I didn't do it right. Alright, you've been just... Wait, no, fuck, I already fucked up. <laughs> you just God experienced damn. the biggest podcast on the goddamn planet. Black and Black Times Infinity. Um, Infinity! You can find us, you can find us on the interwebs <laughs> at Black and Black Times Infinity, our BTI. Uh, we are on SoundCloud. We are on Amazon now. Amazon Podcast. They finally launched and we are on that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> we're on Apple's podcast. Um, iTunes, or not iTunes, iTunes podcast, uh, what else is it? SoundCloud, no, say it's SoundCloud. Stitcher <laughs> FM, Player FM. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Just Google us and you'll find us. Uh, check out our website at benhabproduction.com slash BMBCI, uh, where you can kind of keep up to date with what we're doing. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all over the place. Like, Wash your balls before sex. Yeah, there's one caveat about the Amazon thing. If you look up Black and the Black Times Infinity, you won't find us for some reason. Uh, but if you look up oh. B, if you look up B then BTI, you'll find us on, on Amazon. Mm, okay. So yeah, it's fucking weird. I, I was like they sent us the email, they're like, you're on here. I looked it up and I was like, why aren't we on here? And then I looked at B to BTI, I was like, oh there we go. It's silly. But whatever. Korea Korea South Korea's taking over Fortnite. Friday. Get you Travis Scott now. 